0: in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. Owners who walk their pets without a lead in certain areas will face an £80 fine. More from Danny Bailey.
1: The new measures are being introduced by Central Bedfordshire Council in response to concerns about people not clearing up after their pets. The council say the aim is not to put people off owning and walking dogs, but to help make parks and countryside welcoming places for everyone. The orders take effect from Sunday the 19th of October.
0: Dozens of people who came into contact with a nurse who's contracted the Ebola virus in Madrid are being monitored for signs of the disease. The nurse is the first person in the current outbreak to be infected outside West Africa. A 29-year-old man is in hospital with serious head injuries after being attacked in a Street On Saturday afternoon, the man was pulled from his car by two men in Douglas Road at 4.15 and was attacked with a hammer. He managed to drive himself to the Luton and Dunstable Hospital but has since been transferred to Attenbrook's in Cambridge. Police say they believe he knew his attackers. The State of Police custody suites in Bedfordshire have again been criticised by a national watchdog. It follows an unannounced inspection with the Bedford cells closed as a result. More from Carol Abercrombie.
2: Inspectors from the prison service and inspector of constabulary were told that a new custody unit is now being built at Kempston. They welcomed that but found that of the 26 recommendations made after a previous inspection, only seven had been achieved. The report criticised staffing levels and highlighted that some children had to remain in custody as there was no provision in the area to accommodate them on bail.
0: In sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. The Scott is being linked with the vacancy at his former club Fulham just eight days after replacing Oscar Garcia at Vicarage Road. And in badminton, Milton Keynes made a losing start to the new National League last night with a 4-1 defeat at home to Surrey in front of the television cameras in Middleton Hall at the Centre MK. The weather, a cloudy start with heavy, perhaps thundery showers this morning, some sunny spells later a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.com .uk/3 counties. So we know what happens now, but what happens after?
3: Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. From nine. The JVS Show. With
4: the big phone in, the hottest topic of the day, and your consumer problems. From 12. Nick Coffer. Travel writer Andy Yarosh has been to some wonderful places recently. He
5: takes us on a tour of the globe today. From three.
4: Roberto Peroni.
5: I'm here with a roundup
6: of the day's news, the latest travel, and your stories. From seven.
5: Three Counties Sport. With live Football League trophy action, as Luton host Crawley and MK Dons send Entertain AFC Wimbledon
3: today on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: What a great idea! A shoe built on blocks. I'll call them Blocker Boots. We'll sell a million. Block boots, block boots.
5: Aye, I ay, 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 like your coconuts Aye, I ay, 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 think you're great Morning, I've just got the the, the the imp is within me today I'm feeling impishness Well,
1: don't let him out, for heaven's sake
5: I'm feeling impishos, imposity Impishos, imposter? In, yes, that's it Feeling naughty today I'm also feeling mischievous mm. Oh, yeah no. Today could be the day that it all—this house of cards—comes crashing down amongst our ears, around our ears, amongst, Um, a monk.
1: How many years have you got? (laughs) Uh,
5: Hang on. Uh, How many years has uh, Star Trek got? Not Star Trek, the man, Kirk. How many years has Captain Kirk got? Two, three. His left ear, his right ear, his final frontier. Oh. That's what guys want from Breakfast Show, isn't it? Really, really crappy jokes. Isn't that Should what they I go want? I get my drum kit? Hey. There was a nice bit in um, the... What was that film called? The Nutjobs. What? The uh, Walnuts. What? The Box Trolls. Yeah. Where one of them says a really bad joke and then the, the one-man band does a drum roll. Do you remember that bit? Yeah. Okay. That was nice. What's on the show this morning, Catherine Boyle? All manner of stuff.
1: I'll tell you what's on.
5: Yeah. I like I'll tell the way you, what's you feel. On now. I like the way you feel, baby. Miss Targets. You feel good. Eh? What?
1: Miss Targets, yep. Dog's Doings, and Paul Revere in your ear right here.
5: That's... So come near. Ooh, queer.
3: <laughs> Across beds, hearts, and butts.
6: This is BBC Three
5: Counties Radio. I'm not going to give out the phone number at the top of the show because none of these saps phone in when I ask them to. They sometimes do. No! No, no, they work, They don't... Fa- I, 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 I work so hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I work... Uh, Alice is here as well. Morning, Alice. Morning. All right, mate, it's calm worry, down. She, what? She's got such a cob on today. I haven't. What's your
8: beef? I've got no beef. What's your beef, Gloss? No beef. Beef,
5: isn't there, Catherine? <laughs> there might be a bit. <laughs> What's her beef? It's your beef. What's your beef? I haven't got beef. Um, I can I can pretty much I can hear it. I can oh smell no. it. I can see it.
1: She's, I.
8: Um, I can smell she your just
5: beef.
1: Just the face there that suggested there might. be know. That
5: face was, was very beefy. I do not have beef. I'm getting increasingly
8: beefy. Come on, She's got beefy. beef face. Hey, yeah.
5: hey, hey, come on, come on. Hey, listen. What's your beef? <laughs> what's your beef? Come on.
8: I mean, if anything was gonna get beef out of me, it would yeah. be that.
5: Yeah. Yeah. That what? reasoning. Okay. But there's. <laughs> so, what's your beef? Come on, tell us what your beef is. I'm without beef
8: that's her beef she's got no beef I'm a
5: beef detector and I'm (laughs) I'm a butcher and I'm detecting beef come on what's going on what's your beef seriously what's it boys girls I don't know
8: I put the song
1: in Oh
5: dear. Okay. Well, it's O.C. All right. So I think that's not
1: beef. That's prime rib.
5: I think she wants (laughs) us to move on from the beef. Can you have a little girly chat with her and find out what the beef is, and then join the papers? Tell me on air. Yeah. Nice one. I'm not going to give you the phone number because you never call.
9: Yeah.
1: I know what the beef was. Uh, what's her beef? It's the uh, Billy McGinley beef. Really? Yeah, you know the head coach, head coach at Watford. He's uh, left after just two games. He's been mean, there six what weeks.
5: They just Billy McKinley, what, Watford McGinley, What on earth is going on? They've had, they've been through like four or five coaches in three, the three, three coaches in the in last the space few of six weeks. Six weeks. No wonder Alice has got beef. What is going... I'm mate. I'm really sorry. It's
8: okay. You should. I mean, I'm a bit upset. You brought it up actually.
5: And that is bang out of order on my part. But Guys, uh, I will give out the phone number because it's actually quite serious. Uh, if you want to um, help... Um, I forgot what her name. Alice. Get over her beef about Billy McGinley leaving Watford, then 08459 You Don't have to put one air, Alice. You can just talk to him privately. Thanks. You can spare time after the show. Thanks. work to do now.
1: I think um, Simon might be able to help with the Billy McGinley beef. Really? Yeah, after half past, if you
5: want. We'll we'll focus on that now. Onto slightly more serious things. Watford General, Watford, another Watford. Sorry, Watford General has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for the seventh consecutive month. The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, which for some reason still calls itself Nice and doesn't just swap two letters around and become niche, says ninety-three percent of patients should see a specialist within two weeks. Well, Watford did keep up with that from April to December last year, but in January it started falling behind. By July it was only managing a very poor 11%. Uh, Catherine Boyle has got more on this. How badly is Watford General Hospital performing there? Well,
1: the West Hearts Hospital's NHS Trust estimates that 130 people have had to wait longer than the two-week limit there to see a specialist amid concerns they may have breast cancer. The NHS guidelines, or the NICE guidelines, um, better put, state that 93% of patients with symptoms of breast cancer should be seen within 40 Days of being referred by a doctor, but the hospitals failed to reach this target now, and it's the seventh month. It's the longest uh, the longest wait for a woman displaying potential signs of breast cancer was between three and four weeks.
5: As, as someone who is helping his mother through breast cancer, you, you've got to get in there as quickly as you can, haven't and you? As
1: someone who was left waiting to find out when they would be seen again, I oh. had a breast cancer scare a number of years ago. It's a horrible, horrible yeah. thing. You know, part of you is saying that no news is good news, but at the same time, you'd rather someone actually spoke you to you about it. So since January this year, the Trust has uh, failed to hit this target, but by July, as you said there, the number of people being seen within that two-week period had fallen to just 11%. what, what hospital
5: given any reason for this?
1: Of sorts. Um, when performance levels dropped to 32% in May, the Trust partly blamed their failure on EastEnders. Uh, Excuse me? Well, they said that there'd been a rise in referrals because of the storyline involving one of the programme's main characters, Carol Jackson. Uh, A performance report presented to the Trust Board in September said an increase in referrals had been influenced by a recent TV programme where breast cancer was highlighted.
5: Well, OK, I can see how that will get more people interested. It's not the first time, is it, that this hospital has had problems dealing with cancer patients? No,
1: no. Early this year, West Hartford NHS Trust launched an internal review of the process for monitoring patients referred with suspected cancer. This came after two cancer patients... And this is general cancer, this isn't breast cancer specifically. Mm. This after two cancer patients died after failing to be given follow-up appointments at Watford General. At the time, the Trust apologised for the delay in treating patients and hospital bosses admitted a delay in treating one of the two patients may have contributed to their death. As a result, a new IT system was put in place and the hospital launched a daily review of all patients who missed a booked
5: cancer appointment. What are the trusts going to do about this? What are they doing now?
1: Well, West Hertfordshire Hospitals now claim they're in a position to offer all patients with suspected breast cancer the choice of an appointment within 14 days. This, they say, is the result of their having put in an additional 12 clinics in a month. We did ask the Trust's Chief Executive, Samantha Jones, to come on the programme to talk to us today. What
5: time's she coming on?
1: Not available, Hey,
5: come on, hospital. Play the game. They
1: have given us a statement. OK. And this is from the mouth of Samantha Jones, Chief Executive... In recent months we've seen a significant increase in referrals for patients with suspected breast cancer and I apologise to anyone who's had to wait longer than they should for their initial appointment to see a doctor. We've put in place a wide range of measures to meet the extra demand and expect our performance to impl- improve significantly over the next few months. It's important to note that patients who need follow-up treatment have received it within the recommended time frame.
5: Why are these hospitals um, not coming? If they've sorted the problem out, then there's no problem in then coming on and saying, look, we've we messed up, we've sorted the problem out. If they haven't sorted the problem then they need to, to um, hold themselves to account, don't they? Thank you, Catherine. 08459, hang on a second, I'm not giving out that number. Travel
6: news for beds, hearts and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Starting off this morning on the Great North Road, building a little bit at the Black Cat roundabouts as those major roadworks continue there. The M40, there's a lane closed at the moment because of an accident between Junction 2 at um, Beaconsfield and Junction 3 for Loudwater. Um, take a look in Edgeware, there's Burst Water Main at the moment on Edgeware Way, um, just at Linford Gardens. And the M25, between Junction 25 for Enfield and Junction 27, the M11. Do expect delays there. Major roadworks are continuing. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: And Nicola, can I just say how marvellous it is for you to join us on your first bulletin because normally you have a very, um, very laid-back <laughs> attitude towards punctuality, don't you? Never, yeah. never. <laughs> no, 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 really? never, never, no. Thank you, Nicola. or thereabouts. It is uh, Tuesday the 7th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months, with more than 100 people waiting more than two weeks to see a specialist. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. And in sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. How could it go wrong in just over a week? BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, we'll be asking, is the St George flag too chavy to fly? And also, the big question of the day, dogs or kids? Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a
11: very
3: difficult uh, proposition.
11: You really cannot allow your heart to rule your head.
12: Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate
13: occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back.
14: Local
11: life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't.
3: The JVS show weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. You were about
5: to.
1: um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't want to upset Alice. So Mm -hmm. come here a minute. Yes. Why don't we do a Billy McKinley phone-in? What shortest time in a job?
5: Oh yeah. (sighs)
1: what can we call it so it's not the Billy McKinley phoning
5: Um what's the shortest time you've had in a job call me now nothing to do with Billy McKinley yeah simple what's the shortest time you've had in a job I'm trying nine f- months is that a joke about being pregnant no no well, well, was, that was my
1: first job in radio nine months and I spent five months getting, trying to get out I'm
5: trying to think what my sh- I mean I've had jobs that I haven't um, but what's the job I've had jobs for like an evening but that doesn't count
1: no it, you know you have to go out in a blaze of glory
15: Wow. Justin what's the shortest job you've ever had um, For me two days And what happened um, I was working in sales I was knocking on doors And I thought you know what I ain't doing this no more <laughs> 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 oh,
1: yeah, I did a paper round once hmm.
5: I did one of those free paper rounds oh. Where you got get this Alice You got paid halfpenny of paper Half penny of paper! That's insane! <laughs> I'm, I, I was alive in the days when you could deliver newspapers and get paid halfpenny of paper. Halfpenny!
1: I think I only got paid about four quid for the entire round.
5: Flip, those free paper rounds, man alive. You see anybody delivering those, you go and stuff uh, a wad of tenors in their back pocket.
1: Tell you what, though, I was an excellent paper delivery girl. Because I made sure the paper went right in, it was beautifully folded... Took me ages. Mm. I can understand why they just slap it off in.
5: Yeah, do
15: certain technique there, get, getting it in no. the slot and pushing it right in. So a lot of people don't get that right, <laughs> and it really frustrates me.
1: And, and that's actually security. Um, <laughs> that's a security breach. Just say that
15: again, just out. a lot of people. No, it frustrates me. I tell you what, a lot of people. When they're trying to put that paper in the slot, they can't push it right in. No, it's no. got to be pushed in the full way. Slap Yeah, particularly this time of year, because um, <laughs> if they're not pushing it in, your home can become a bit colder. I, with the free papers,
5: uh, I did what most free paper delivery people <gasps> did, and if you see free paper, pe- free paper people delivering these things and then doing what I did, reward, put what tenors in their back pocket. Ooh, exactly, dumped a load of them in a bush. Dumped a load of Fly them. Fly tipping in a bush. I was fourteen, I was getting paid half penny of paper. There are kids in Vietnam making trainers that ca- get paid more than I got paid. Mm, good Ju- trainers though. Yeah, excellent trainers, just.
1: Justin, mm. you know your um your paper flap? Yeah. Has it got like a moustache behind it?
15: No, <laughs> no. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yes, I've I tried a tash for about two hours. Man alive! No, I'd
1: mean your natural moustache. You know the ones where they got
5: well, Oh, the the bush.
1: Yeah, so you've got to push you.
5: Oh, I don't like. God, I don't think you no. get those anymore. No, I yeah, haven't got you a bush. Do. No. The,
1: that, the insulated.
5: No, no. We've got we've got a double flap. Have you? Yeah. God posh. Yeah, we we are very very posh as you know, isn't it? <laughs> J- posh isn't it just? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Listen, let's shall we do the dog thing. Yeah. And then we'll do we've got a little tribute to Paul Revere yeah. and the Raiders. Woo. <laughs> uh, but let's talk dogs first, Justin, mm. shall we? Mm, yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, if you want to give us a call on, um, you've got a busy morning this morning. Oh, I know. We got dogs, Chavy St George's flag, and the shortest job you've ever had. I got and some great stuff on flags already. Fantastic.
1: And letterbox mustaches.
5: Yes. <laughs> We're going to cram a week's worth of work out of you in one morn. Beautiful. OK, I hope you... uh, OK. Dogs, first of all. Mm. Letting your dog off the lead, dear listener, not yours, Justin. Well, yours as well. Could cost you 80 nicker if you pick the wrong bit of central Bedfordshire. From the 19th of this month, which is um, um, October, you could also be fined for failing to pick up after your pet. Poo-poos. Uh, Justin, you've got more on this. Where has this come from? Well, um, we
15: talked about these orders back in June when Central Bedfordshire Council put forward the proposals before a consultation. Well, now, boss, that consultation has happened, and these dog control orders have been given the green light. All very well talking about <laughs> yeah, them, yeah, but yeah, how do you yeah, enforce them?
5: I'm so sorry, Catherine is um, uh, just clarifying some of the finer points of this story in my ear. Mm. Uh, what, <laughs> <laughs> what exactly are the orders, Just? Um, Let me explain these slowly. (laughs) Um,
15: There are four that have been decided on. Okay, number one. So, it will be an offence for any dog owner to fail to remove dog fowl on any open land in central Bedfordshire. The
5: technical term for that, of course, is uh, doing a drop and run. Absolutely.
15: (laughs) Uh, Number two. To allow a dog... Offer lead on any land to which a dog's on lead order okay. is in place. Right. Uh, that's currently been extended to cover cemeteries, what? sports pitches, Ooh. and the car parks of some
5: First country of festivals. Two things there C- cover sports, what? Uh, sports pitches. Sports pitches, yeah. Uh, and uh, cemetery. who takes a dog to a cemetery? Lots of people do. I have never seen a dog in a
15: cemetery. I ever. don't get this. Th- this came up in the meeting yesterday. Lots of people, never. if they're going to
5: go to a cemetery, no. uh, the dog is very much part of the family, they'll take the dog with them. Here's a phone-in. Ever seen a dog in a cemetery? 08459 455 <laughs> But uh, uh, Number three. Number three. To fail to put a dog on a lead when ordered to do so by an
15: authorised council officer, dog warden, site manager, yeah. or park ranger. Yeah. Um, if the dog is not under under proper control and is causing a nuisance to others. Can I interrupt you for another phone in? Mm.
5: When, when have you ever seen a, a council officer, be a dog warden, see a site manager, or be a, a park ranger? Call me now. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Never. And On, uh, four.
15: number four. Yeah, to allow their animal to enter or remain in an area from which dogs are excluded, such as uh, a children's play area or multi-use games areas. That's number four. Anybody who is uh, not Obeying these orders will be uh, committing an offence yeah, and man. could face a fine of 80 pounds.
5: And uh, it starts on the 19th, doesn't it? As I
15: mentioned, yeah, a couple of weeks, yet, yeah, 19th of October, that's when these uh, orders are coming into force. Who's more
5: important, kids or dogs? Um, what do you mean by that? Sorry, what, what do you mean? Well, you see, who's more important, kids or dogs? In what context, right? The context of you know, dogs, yeah, you know, kids, yeah, who's more important? <laughs> well, kids, obviously, you say that you haven't got any kids, you've got a dog.
15: Well, it's my mum's dog. But but if I had if I had children, of course my child would always come above my dog. It's a no brainer, isn't it? Who, who would put a dog before their child?
5: Oh, I bet. Oh, Come on. oh Justin. Come on. Have you ever listened to this radio <laughs> station? 86% of the nut jobs that, that tune into Three Counties Radio <sighs> would put their dog above their. Anyway, listen, we're running out of time because I want to do this. Uh, yep. uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders, uh, a, a really bizarre, wonderful American rock band from the 60s. They all dressed up as soldiers from the American War of Independence, 1776. They were nuts. Yep. Paul Revere has died. Uh, you've done a little. A little tribute to him?
15: I have because uh, Paul Revere in America had great success here in the UK not many people have heard of him but this man he was such a character so if you've not heard about Paul Revere before you need to listen to this and off the back of it go and buy his music. Let's now pay tribute to Paul Revere who died at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was flamboyant, energetic and charismatic. Their first major hit on the American charts was back in 1965 with Just Like Me. It's just like me, just like me. They were known for wearing war-style costumes and other top ten stateside included Hungry and perhaps their most famous song, Kicks.
16: Don't it seem like kids just keep getting hotter to find, And all your kids ain't free. Before you find out it's too late, girl, you better get straight.
15: No, but not with kicks. Co-written by songwriting genius Barry Mann, it was one of music's first anti-drug songs. It was rejected by the Animals. Five years later, Paul achieved top billing a US number one with a cover of Indian Reservation.
16: Cherokee people Cherokee
15: well later the band would have a resurgence because of the punk rock era a whole variety of artists covering their songs including David Bowie and the Sex Pistols Fire. In 2010, Paul Revere and his Raiders were inducted into the Hit Parade Hall of Fame, a well-deserved crown for a pioneering rock band. Earlier this year, Paul announced he was leaving the band due to health issues, and he died peacefully at his home on Saturday, aged 76, after a battle with cancer. Sadly, he didn't get the chart success he deserved here, but music fans will know we have lost a true legend.
5: by Paul Revere and the Raiders' Greatest Hits. Don't buy it. You won't know any... Well, you'll know a few of the songs, but they're just wonderful. Whereas this is rubbish.
6: Gary Barlow... A room full of... Se- Bye! Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC
10: Three Counties Radio. Starting off in Luton and Church Street at the moment is closed. Just needs a Park Street due to some roadworks that are taking place there. The M25 starting to build up, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. The M40 heading northbound. There's one lane closed between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and Junction 3 for Loudwater. That's following an accident that's happened there. The A414 in Park Street building up a little just at the Park Street roundabouts. And so far on the train's No problems or delays. Nicola Richards, BBC
3: Three Counties Radio.
6: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months. More than 100 people had to wait more than two weeks to see a specialist. Hospital figures show the number of patients being seen within the targeted time fell to 11% in July. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. Owners who don't comply will face an £80 fine. And dozens of people who came into contact with a nurse who's contracted the Ebola virus Virus in Madrid are being monitored for signs of the disease. The nurse is the first person in the current outbreak to be infected outside West Africa. Three Counties Sports,
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. More from Jeff Doyle.
17: Troubling times for the Hornets. Reports suggest that Billy McKinley is to leave Watford after just eight days in charge. McKinley is being strongly linked to the Fulham job. The Scott became Watford head coach following Oscar Garcia's departure due to ill health. The Spaniard had taken over from the Italian Beppe Sanino, who'd been under pressure since the beginning of the season. On the pitch, Watford are joint top of the championship. Off the pitch, the club is in a mess.
0: There are Johnston Spain Trophy matches tonight for Milton Keynes Dons and Luton. The Dons host AFC Wimbledon for the second time this season, but have several players missing, injured, and on international duty. So Tom Hitchcock and Samir Carruthers will start. Luton manager John Still says he'll field a strong side at to Crawley.
18: And I'm always very thoughtful about how I bring players in, and very thoughtful about how I bring players on. And you know, if we want to be gung ho and put everybody in that's done all right, you know, that might not be the
0: best for the team. And there's commentary on MK Dons and Luton in tonight's three county sport from seven. In non-league football, Boreham Wood atop of Conference South after last night's two-one win over St Albans. Tonight, Bishop Stortford host Bromley in the Southern League Premier. Hitchin lost four-three at home to St Neots. Tonight, there are home matches for Chesham and for Dunstable. And in badminton, Milton Keynes made a losing start to the new National League last night with a four-one defeat at home to Surrey in front of the television cameras in Middleton Hall at the Centre MK. BBC Three County. Is news and sport the next full bulletin at seven? How could right? I, you know, I don't know football, Simon, mm-hmm. but to be in a job, for how long has he been there? Eight days. Uh, eight
4: days, yeah.
5: How,
0: how does that how is that possible? I don't understand. Um, well, I mean, it's I mean, not unheard of for managers to leave quite quickly, but eight days is. Um, has is, he just is, had is, a better offer? Has is he fallen out of Well, this is to, to be discovered. Um, oh. Only appointed last Monday, oh. and as he's only two games in charge? Um, widely reported this morning that he's leaving. The possibility. As Jeff was saying, that he might go back to his old club, oh, Fulham. No. Um, although, uh, you know, a lot of the reports in the newspapers this morning saying he's simply leaving. Um, and he, of course, is, um, you know, one of an, a number of managers this season. They, he's the third head, well, manager stroke head coach. Um, they started with Beppe Cennino. He resigned at the end of August. Then they appointed Oscar Garcia, who had various health problems. So he left. And McGinley was appointed last did, month. Did,
5: did, did, did he really have health problems? Or is it one of those things where you turn up and you no, I think I think the he genuinely Paul, um, yeah okay. chest pains, is, oh, um,
0: which I mean I think it was a little bit more than that because he spent a week in hospital and you mm. don't spend a week in hospital if you you know just feel a bit iffy. So no. uh, uh, I think that was a, a, you know something genuine. But um, McGinley is is off as well. He Thank might... you, Simon. It fascinating times for football
3: across beds, hearts, and bucks.
5: <clears throat> Thank you.
6: Is Ian Lee
5: BBC I,
3: um... Three Counties Radio.
11: Papers. Yeah. Have you got my I'll like that one, and I'll it.
5: have that one, and I'll oh, have that one. Oh, I like the oh. politics of football, it turns out. I don't like the sport of football. I'm trying to think. I must have... I mean, I've done some pretty lousy jobs, but I tend, to, I tend to, to stick them out. I always stick out jobs. I can't think of any time that I've gone, yeah, do you know what? This sucks, guys.
1: I've been miserable at work before. Yeah. Obviously not now, clearly. I was oh. brought up... But... You can always find something in it to keep your mind busy.
5: Uh, One of the worst jobs I ever had was um, uh, cleaning test tubes in a laboratory that was uh, doing research into cancer and AIDS, I believe somewhere in that building, they had monkeys in cages. And I used to have to go in before anybody else, and the very first day, there was a, I had to, there was a tap which was, was, was hotter than hot. It was the scaldingest hot water. And the tap came down and then pointed outwards. And you had a rubber tube on it, mm-hmm. and you would clean the stuff in there before putting it in the, um, like the proper dishwasher for all the stuff. The first, and I'm wearing blue overalls, like right, nothing underneath, pants. The first hey, day... Hairnet? I had a hairnet, yeah. Gloves? No gloves. Paper shoes. Yes, the first day the rubber tube came off Eesh. like minutes into it, and it was it was at quite um, height. It was at Willy
9: height.
5: <gasps> Literally, what's that? An inch? It was an inch away from um, my uh, my old fella, and it scalding hot water hit me there. Right? What would you call that thing I'm touching? Very lucky. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, and the and I'm going. I I'm, think it'd be called your. Um, Oh, Anyway, yeah. So, uh, it's so hot, right? It's so hot. I'm going...
9: Flipping it. That's really hot.
5: It was so hot that the um, the thin blue cotton um, uh, the overalls I'm wearing welded <gasps> to the flesh Ooh. of my luckiness. Ooh. Welded to the flesh. And so, as I, as I pull it off, and I'm thinking, I'm going to get in trouble, and I pulled it off, the skin ripped away from, I'm going to say it, groin, and I was... I was, I was in agony I was, I was the first day there there was no one else in the building I was terrified and so I went out and I went out pretending nothing was fu- I got changed and I'm limping I'm in agony I have a, a skinless groin and I found up my mum and said mom, I, don't, I don't
9: know what to do
5: and I went to hospital uh, and then I had to go back to work and for the three months I was there I got beaten up by uh, a Nigerian cleaner every day he'd come in and physically intimidate me and also at the end of it they, they said, oh, it turns out that um, all of the stuff you've been cleaning has come back dirty, so they've not been able to do their tests on cancer and AIDS and stuff. Have you been doing it properly? I said, yeah, 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 talk me through the procedure again. They said, right, you've got to hand wash everything and then put it in the machine, and then I hadn't been hand washing any of it.
1: Oh, Ian.
5: So that may be why we, I may have set back medical science about, about three, four years. So
1: remind me again why you didn't go into pharmaceuticals. What you got in the papers? Um, all kinds of things and stuff. Yeah. Bully, No, I just speak my mind, says sugar. Right. What? There are certain people in this world, and it seems to be a tendency now, like in the last ten years, of people being rude and then going, I'm just being honest, I'm actually being nice to you. If you watch Big Brother, I know you sometimes watch Big Brother. I'm paid
5: to watch it, yeah. I love um, it. I love people say,
1: it. I'm not going to say this behind your back, I'm going to say it to your face. Like, it's a good thing. Yeah. Don't be mean. Just don't be mean to each other.
5: I have a, um, someone in my life, I'm not going to say who it is, but it's my aunt, who is very confrontational and will say things... Um, and I have been told, well, that's just the way she is. She's honest. No, she's not. She's rude. Uh, and oh, when you're on, when I'm honest back to her, she thinks you're rude. She thinks I'm being rude. And she doesn't want to hear it. Oh, I see. And that's the way these people are. Anyway, sugar, he's got a new series or something, is he?
1: Yeah. So he's going on about uh, that. He's warmed up for the tenth series.
5: Ten. I'm so bored of The Apprentice how and many, Dragon's Den. How
1: many apprentices has he actually seen through to uh, maybe giving them a permanent job? They I'd be en- interested to know. They all
5: end up suing him, don't they? Well,
1: or, or pregnant or leaving. The multimillionaire businessman refutes his Axeman image by explaining, you have to look at my history. People would have reported it if lots of people were taking me to tribunals. Speak to my employees. I've got people who've worked for me for 35 to 40 years. They work for me because they enjoy working for me. Mm, there's, a, there's a balance between plain speaking and bullying. We don't bully people here. It's not bullying to speak your mind. I don't flower my words if someone's useless. I'll tell them. If someone has good uh, done a good job, I'll, I'll also tell, tell him. him.
9: I'll
5: tell him. I invented the Amstrad computers.
1: I would kind of... Hey, right, all this. I wouldn't like him to be rude to me. I'd kind of like a pat on the back from Alan Sugar.
5: No, you won't get a pat on the back from him. You'd yeah, go. he'd no. say
1: you've done a good job, boy. No. Well he would, done. He wouldn't he would say it to you. He would. He'd say you're a winner. You're a grinner. You're...
5: Bit of a sinner. Come on, let's go for (laughs) it. Hey, one of my favourite things is um, uh, um, uh, watching people uh, perform exorcisms. I've only seen one person do it. It was a traffic warden in Soho Square in London at half past ten at night doing it over the telephone. He was doing it over the telephone. Out! Demons! Out! It was brilliant. I was so excited. Anyway. Did um, your
1: demons pop out?
5: something popped out there is um, uh, this, look at this headline 4am exorcism at the sacred manhole in Croydon it's quite sad because there's um, uh, th- there is a child being, um, th- being exorcised it's
1: more than sad some people believe in this
5: nonsense in the gloom of a street lamp a group of people all in black clutch Bibles and call on the Holy Spirit to cleanse them is there a child there or not? The dimly lit scene bears an eerie similarity to posters of horror film The Exorcist, but this is a suburban street in South London. Bizarrely, they're gathered around a manhole in Croydon, where, last week, witnesses saw the strange band of zealots surrounding a toddler and screaming, GET THE DEMON OUT! I love a good exorcism. I'm into my ghosts at the moment. Oh, it's all nonsense. It's all, well, in that case, why are you scared that we're going to go and stay in a haunted hotel because over Halloween? Jump,
1: because you jump out on me. Yeah? And because I don't particularly want to be under the same roof as you and Justin in the dark Come on. Kelly's tiny. Yeah. Kelly is tiny. So
5: we won't be able to find her, we'll be able to find you. You're big. Oh. oh. So you're not I scared just, you're not scared of ghosts?
1: No, I'm scared of camping.
5: Well, then I won't camp it up. <laughs> oh, there's another story. Oh, no, we'll do that. We'll speak to Just before Tento. I want to talk to him about the, the the flag of St George. What else have you got? I don't
1: know, because you took the papers off me. There was a thing on the front of the paper there. <laughs> Which uh, no, one? Uh, not that one.
5: Honeysuckle drink. No. Diwani. Cannabis. No. Gone girl. We expect yeah, too much of marriage. Expect too much of marriage.
1: Do we? Call me now.
5: We've got. I'll be honest, guys. So, this is why I don't want to give out the phone number to these uh, slackers. We've we've put out about a dozen really, really strong phone ins Yeah,
1: exactly. Kids or dogs, what's better? 08459 45555. Hang on a minute, listen.
5: Shortest job you've ever had? 08459 45555. What? Is the flag of St George too, too chavy? 08459 455555. Hang on. Nope. Nothing. You lazy. You slackers. Lazy. We're here. You're there. Where's the phone? I don't care. That's like a haiku. Mm. Yeah, it is. Should we have a record? Yeah. Go on then. (laughs)
19: And when she dances, oh brother, she's a hurricane in all kinds of weather. Jump in the line, Rocky Body and Time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, Rocky Body and Time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, Rocky Body and Time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, Rocky Body and Time. Tango waltz or the rumba. Sinora's dance has no title. You jump in the saddle, hold on to the bridle. Jump, jump in the line, rock your body in time. Okay, I believe you. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Rock your body, child. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Somebody help me. Jump in the line, rock your body in time. Oh. Shake, 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 Sinora. Shake your body line. Work, 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 see Nora, work it all the time See Nora, she's a sensation, the reason for aviation And fellas, you got to watch it When she wind up, she bottom, she go like a rocket Jump in the line, rock your body in time Okay, I believe you Jump in the line, rock your body in time Heist star skirts a little higher Jump in the line, rock your body in time Off the chimney Jump in the line, rock your body in time Whoa. Left to right is the tempo And when she gets the sensation She go up in the air, come down in slow motion Jump in the line, rock your body in time Okay, I believe you Jump in the line, rock your body in time Somebody help me Jump in the line, rock your body in time Okay, I believe you Jump in the line, rock your body in time Shake, 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 sinora Take your body line Shake,
7: shake, shake, sinora. Shake it all the time Work, 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 work
6: sinora. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs
3: BBC Three Counties Radio The M1 heading southbound starting to look
10: rather heavy this morning between Junction 10 at Luton Airport and Junction 7 for Hemel Hempstead In Luton, Church Street's closed at the moment just near Park Street uh, due to some roadworks that are taking place there. The A1M is building up, heading southbound just around Junction 7 for Stevenage and taking a look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise on the sensors building between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley and the M40 heading northbound there's a lane closed between Junction 2 for Beaconsfield and Junction 3 for Loudwater it's all due to an accident that's happened there. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Road video.
5: Thank you, Nicola. It's 6.46. It's Tuesday the 7th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months, with more than 100 people waiting more than two weeks to see a specialist. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. And in sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. Let's get the weather
20: Good morning. It's a bit of a mixed bag of weather today. We have had some very heavy showers already this morning. Currently on our second band of showers, they're moving eastwards as I speak, and eventually we should start to see some sunny spells. Some of us already have got some clear spells. Further west you are, so kind of west of Aylesbury really at the moment, we're starting to see the clearer skies. The rest of us though still have these heavy showers, but they're moving quite quickly, pushed along by a southwesterly breeze, so after which we should get some decent sunny spells. Bells. Not ruling out the chance for shower through the afternoon, but we should get some sunshine between them. Temperatures getting up to around 15 Celsius, a touch warmer than yesterday, thanks to the arrival of that sun. Overnight tonight, clear for the first part, so our temperature is going to be fairly cool fairly quickly, but as we head through the night, the cloud will thicken from the south as the wind starts to pick up. Minimum temperature 6 Celsius. Rather cloudy for Wednesday, heavy showers moving across uh, the region in bands, bringing with it uh, the risk of maybe a rumble or two of thunder but becoming breezier through the course of tomorrow as well so a rather blustery wet day maximum temperature up to 17 celsius and that's your forecast
5: Catherine ever been to Stevenage? Yeah. I've been but I don't know what people there think of it Should we ask them? Yeah. People of Stevenage what do you think of it?
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
8: It's full of lots of green spaces, lots of parks, lots of things for people to do. I've
14: never really thought about leaving. But me houses here and
3: that's it. All this week, we're exploring Stevenage. I've never found anywhere that has just so much to offer.
14: I do enjoy the old town. It does have a historic atmosphere to it. Telling
3: everyone about where you live. Beautiful
14: local place to uh, walk our dogs around and enjoy the area. The parks and the gardens are fantastic. It's
3: very clean, it's very friendly. The Big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Our town motto is the heart of a town lies in its
11: people. If we didn't have the people, we wouldn't have this fantastic town.
5: From BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks. I didn't know I didn't know towns had town mottos. Mm. Well, well, so, Stevenage is the heart of the town lies in the heart of the people. That's weird.
1: Yeah, Stevenage.
5: What's Luton's town motto?
1: Luton, home of the mall.
5: Get home quick. Um... Uh, what's
1: that's m a w l not m o w l
5: In that case, what is um, Milton Keynes? City dreams. Andy, morning, Ian. What's um, what's Bedford's uh, motto? Uh, my hometown. Well, no, that's your. That's well. You, okay, yeah. But what is your what is your hometown's motto? My hometown. Yeah, your hometown. What's his motto? My hometown. Exactly. But what is its motto? My hometown. W- where do you live?
12: My hometown. Which is. Bedford. OK, so what's his motto? My hometown. Yes.
5: What's his motto? I don't know. OK. What have you called him for, Andy? Ah, oh, yes. Ah, that, now, I that. He- I knew there was something, <laughs> yes.
12: I, I hear the, the hint of desperation in your voice at no callers. so correct. I, correct. I think it's... Uh, my idea of a letters corner must sound a bit more appealing now, Ian. Um, Do you want
5: me to write you another letter? <laughs> I like letters. Yeah, you <laughs> write me a letter any time you want, slagging off my uh, colleague Catherine Boyle, who's here.
2: Oh, ouch. Yeah,
5: he was reading about I didn't slag before. off Catherine, innit? She, you said that, um, uh, you did, you said that we jumped on the bandwagon or something. I would be able to read it, but I've burnt it. You haven't burnt it? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, i burnt it, and a drawing of what I think you look like, and um, I'm creating a voodoo doll of you. Oh! <laughs> notice, notice any twinges recently? Oh no, 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 no. No, you will.
1: Gosh, Andy, you were rude about me. I'm I'm quite hurt.
12: I wasn't rude about you, Catherine. I said you were the most loveliest lady I've ever spoken to.
5: Bang on. Yeah. It's probably the only Don't lady I've ever spoken Ian. to. <laughs> Don't trust that Ian. What what do you want? We're not this desperate. Eh? <laughs> huh? We're not we're not this desperate. What do you want? Did you watch that Twenty Four Hours in Peace Custody Yeah, last I did, night?
1: I did, I did, yeah. No comment. No comment. Apparently that's the way forward.
12: Yeah. Is not... it is boring though. Doesn't does it get a bit boring? Is every interview going to be like that? No comment. Do you
1: know what? It was very slow yesterday, but I found a couple of things quite extraordinary. I, I don't know whether I would say surprising, but extraordinary. The fact that that fella who had said all those awful things to his quote-unquote ex-partner, she was willing to give up her kids for him.
5: Yeah. Can you that, stop, can you, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Can you make him? Could you stop doing the microwave while Catherine's talking to me? mate? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I couldn't I'm psychic, isn't it? You having... You're eating aren't you? Are you having... Yeah,
1: yeah. Are you having porridge.
5: No,
12: I'm, I'm just uh, warming up something. Uh, me, um, some uh, defrosting some uh, scones. <laughs>
7: What, for your breakfast? Yeah, with a cup of tea. Uh...
12: I've got, no, it's not me really a my breakfast. So I, have to, I have a lot of medication I have to take with food, you yeah, see. Yeah,
5: wait a minute. Scones aren't medication, mate. You're like the Marie Antoinette no, of Bedford. It's... Greg is not a pharmacist. <laughs> no, I'm on, I'm on pills for my heart, you see. Yeah, oh, but wonderful. what's... Well, OK, but OK. Anyway, right, is that it? No. Thanks very much. Phillips in South Norwood. Good morning, Philip. Oh, good morning. Yeah, I live just round the corner from where those exorcisms were taken. Oh, do you know about this holy um, um yes. the, the manhole
12: cover? Oh, well, no, no. What it was, it was in the local paper a couple of weeks ago that people had been seen, as you said, yeah. early in the morning round the lamp post. Yeah. Yeah saying, get out, get out. Oh. And he's just to say he's just around the next street. Oh, I mean. blimey. You should go there and see if you can get well, some of I mean, the holy I mean, vibes. I mean, it's a bit early in the morning, yeah, isn't it? It's About a bit half past. The other thing had Paul Revere, big, he I was a big fan. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah, i tell you what, his lead singer was Mark Lindsay. Yeah. And he made some great individual records on his own. Arizona's a great oh. song. G- give us a burst. Oh, no, it's a bit early. I ain't
21: got my teeth
5: in. Philip. Now, uh, as we all know...
1: Is Philip real? I, uh, I, um, can we keep him? I really like him.
5: You can have him. Thank you, Philip. Thanks, Philip. Uh, now, listen, as, as you all know, it's um, uh, Harry Belafonte's uh, 85th birthday today, so we are celebrating by playing um, uh, Harry Belafonte songs. What was uh, the last song we just heard?
1: Uh, jump in the Line, brackets, shake sonora.
5: Well, this one's called Matilda, and after this, we'll speak to Justin Daly about the chavvy flag of St George. <whistles>
19: Hey, uh, Ma Tilda, Ma Tilda, ah Tilda, she take me money and run Venezuela once again. Now Ma Tilda, Ah Tilda, Ah Tilda, she take me money and run Venezuela. Five hundred dollars, friends are lost. Woman oh, even sell me cat and horse. Hey. Uh, Matilda, she take me money and run Venezuela. Everybody, Matilda sing up the chorus. Matilda sing a little loud. Matilda, she take me money and run Venezuela once again. Now, Matilda, run round the corner. Matilda, sing up the chorus. Matilda, she take me money and run Venezuela. Well, the money was to buy me house and land. Then. She got a serious plan, hey, Matilda, she take me money, and run, and he's everybody. Matilda, 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 she take me money, and run, and once again, now. Matilda. Matilda, run, run, the corner. Money was just inside me bed, stuck up in a pillow beneath me head. Don't you know? Matilda, you owe me money, everybody. Matilda! 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 You
4: gave me money and I'm
19: Venezuela. What's it again now? Matilda! Pumbalapachimba! Matilda! To love again All me money gone in vain Matilda She take me money And run Venezuela Everybody Matilda 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 She take me money And run Venezuela Sing a little softer Matilda Matilda
16: Matilda
5: Harry Belafonte, morning, guys. Who'd have thought it? Everybody, Matilda. He's away. Matilda, Matilda. come on, Jags. Matilda,
12: give me
19: money and
5: money Happy 85th birthday, Belafonte. <laughs>
15: Jump in the line. It always reminds me of juice. Uh, Great, Phil.
5: Justin Dealey. Mm. We haven't got much time now because we've been celebrating the birth of Harry Belafonte. But there is mm. a story in the newspaper today. Where's the mail? It's in the Here. mail. The, look for a folded page.
1: There's a load. Give me it's, a clue. It's on,
5: it's on the left-hand side somewhere. There is a story, Justin, that people will not fly the flag of St George because they think it's too not racist. Chavy. No. That is ridiculous. <gasps> Absolutely ridiculous.
1: Ah, here it is. Many English people are embarrassed to fly the cross of St George because they think the nation's flag has become too chavvy, as Ian and the nation's poll says. Almost a third would not display the flag because it's become associated with football fans, lager louts... Uh, and this is according to social anthropologist Kate Fox.
5: If Kate Fox says it, it's got she don't mess around when it comes to flags. <laughs> is the flag chavy, Just? I don't think so. I think we'll play some audio after 7:30. What well, I would say. We can play it now. We
15: can play it now. There okay. Got time for it mean, now. I've been out this morning, early doors on this one, putting it to people who are not only English, but uh, also people that have come to this country as well. Oh. Asking them, is the flag chavvy? People who fly the flag, are they chavs? Here's what people had to say. Let's have it.
2: It depends.
12: If it's a social. If it's a football match or it's St George's Day, I see nothing wrong in it. Mm. But other than that, I wouldn't rub it in people's faces. I think that can be a bit chavvy. If you've got it on your windows, Ooh. I don't like that. I think it just makes the street
15: untidy. So, yes, fly it, but fly it on special occasions. Yeah. If you've got it up all the time, you're a chav. Possibly. What do you think, sir? Our flag. Is it chavvy? No. No. I think it's good. People showing about they're supporting our country. They're showing our country and stuff like that. I like stuff like that. Do you think our English flag, sir? Wh- where are you from, by the way? Uh, Lithuania, Lithuania. Okay, you're from Lithuania. Do you think people who fly the English flag? Do you yeah. think those people are a bit chavvy, a bit cheap, a bit nasty, a bit low life? Maybe.
22: Maybe. It's hard to say for me, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I think I
15: think maybe is all we
5: need. Yes indeed. Yeah. Thanks very much.
15: Uh,
23: no problem. Yeah. Have a great
5: day. Thank you very much. Cheers, yeah, you too. Yeah. yeah. Thanks very much. Thank you, Justin. We'll, uh, we'll have more on that later on. 08459 455 four double five five double five. Do you agree? Is the flag of Saint George a little bit, well, a bit chavy?
6: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: Starting off this morning on the A1, the Great North Road, looking very heavy on the sensors at the moment at the Black Cat roundabout. Also, the A1M is building, heading southbound, um, just around Junction 7 for Stevenage. Also, the M1 starting to build between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, very slow moving on the sensors between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also, a lane closed on the M40 between Junction 2, for Beaconsfield and Junction 3 for Loudwater Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio
5: Nicola would you like to wish Harry Belafonte a happy 85th birthday I would I would a
10: huge happy would you want me to sing yeah go on happy oh Be-
3: flipping heck what, what the fuck what Because with her what was she doing then local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks
6: this is BBC Three Counties Radio
0: It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire Hospital missing its breast cancer targets, new dog control orders in central Bedfordshire, and Watford set to lose a third coach in six weeks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months. More than 100 people had to wait more than two weeks to see a specialist. Hospital figures show the number of patients being seen within the targeted time fell to 11% in July, more from Greg Lewis, West Hertfordshire Hospital NHS Trust missed its two-week target to see women with breast cancer symptoms for seven
6: consecutive months. NHS guidelines state that 93% of patients should be seen within 14 days of being referred by a doctor. The trust now insists it is in a
0: position to offer all patients with suspected breast cancer an appointment within 14 days after putting on an extra 12 clinics a month. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month in a bit to cut down on dog fouling. Owners who walk their pets without a lead in certain areas will face an £80 fine, as Danny Bailey reports.
1: The new measures are being introduced by Central Bedfordshire Council in response to concerns about people not clearing up after their pets. The council say the aim is not to put people off owning and walking dogs, but to help make parks and countryside welcoming places for everyone. The orders take effect from Sunday the 19th of October.
0: Dozens of people who came into contact with a nurse who's contracted the Ebola virus in Madrid are being monitored for signs of the disease. The nurse is the first person in the current outbreak to be infected outside West Africa. President Obama says the US administration is considering additional measures to screen airline passengers passengers for signs of Ebola. A 29-year-old man is in hospital with serious head injuries after being attacked in a Luton street on Saturday afternoon. The man was pulled from his car by two men in Douglas Road at 4.15 and was attacked with a hammer. He managed to drive himself to the Luton and Dunstable Hospital but has since been transferred to Addenbrookes in Cambridge. Police say they believe he knew his attackers. The state of police custody suites in Bedfordshire have again been criticised by a national watchdog. It follows an unannounced inspection with the Bedford cells closed as a result. More from Carol Abercrombie.
2: Inspectors from the prison service and inspector of constabulary were told that a new custody unit is now being built at Kempston. They welcomed that but found that of the 26 recommendations made after a previous inspection, only seven had been achieved. The report criticised staffing levels and highlighted that some children had to remain in custody as there was no provision in the area to accommodate them on bail.
0: In sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. The Scot is being linked with the vacancy at his former club Fulham just eight days after replacing Oscar Garcia at Vicarage Road. The weather, a cloudy start with heavy possibly thundery showers this morning. Some sunny spells later, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's full of lots of green
8: spaces, lots of parks, lots of things for people to do.
3: All this week,
14: we're exploring Stevenage. I do enjoy the old town. It does have a historic atmosphere to it.
3: Telling everyone about where
11: you live. Our town motto is the heart of a town lies in its people. If we didn't have the people, we wouldn't have this fantastic town.
3: The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, our f- next guest is a little poorly. Get well soon, next guest. So we'll play another two um, Harry Belafonte songs. Don't worry, don't worry. What's coming up? Well, we'll be talking about uh, Watford General Hospital, how it's failed to hit its breast cancer targets. Dogs on Leeds. Is the flag of St George chavy Well, I... Uh, do you know what? I I can kind of see the point in this. I think it is a little bit, you know, you see it... Well, you see it... Uh, oh, you see it hanging out of bedroom windows in flats and it makes it look chavy I think. Shortest time you've been in the job and... Wasn't there something, it was something else? Dogs or kids, which is best? Dogs or kids, which is best? 08-459-455-555 oh, double five, five, double five is the telephone
6: number.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: So our guest is Paulie? Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Exactly. Nothing too serious, though. I hope. I don't think so. Let's keep our fingers crossed and let's, uh, let's w- w- wish our guest, uh, Liz, uh, that y- uh, you get well soon. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Oh, well, well, I, was, I was very sad to hear that. Uh, OK, well, we can still talk about this story. It's, uh, it's a big one. for? General has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for the seventh consecutive month. The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence. They've changed... What were they before? Clinical excellence, weren't they? Yes,
1: that's right. With Which just, made sense. That's why they were called NICE.
5: With the, with, no, but health was still in there, I think. I think it was the National Institute for Health and Clinical Excellence. No,
1: I thought it was just Clinical Excellence.
5: No, I think it was because my thing was always I had to swap those two letters to make it niche. Uh. I remember anyway. Once, anyway, yes, sorry. Uh, which, uh, anyway, they say that 93% of patients should see a specialist within two weeks. Well, Watford kept that up from April to December last year, but in January, things started not going to plan and they fell behind. By July, it was only managing 11%. Uh, so how badly is Watford General performing, Kath?
1: Well, the West Hearts NHS Trust, which runs Watford Hospital, estimates that 130 people have waited longer than two weeks to see a specialist about concerns that they may have breast cancer. NHS guidelines as you say there or NICE guidelines state that 93% of patients with symptoms should be seen within 14 days of being referred by their doctor but the hospital failed to reach its target for seven months in a row now and the longest wait for a woman displaying potential signs of breast cancer was between three and four weeks you can only imagine the tension and the worry that that would cause. Now, since January this year, the Trust has failed to hit its targets repeatedly, and by July, as you said there, the number of people being seen within two weeks had fallen to just 11%.
5: Now, the hospital, well, it sounds rather bizarre to start with, but I kind of, I can sort of understand it to a certain extent. They're blaming it on um, uh, the EastEnders, of all things. They
1: are. They're saying that, um, that performance levels dropped to 32% in May. And they blamed that this failure on an increased demand because of EastEnders. There's soap line in, involving Carol Jackson and oh, um, her storyline involving breast cancer. It's, it's made more people heightened uh, to the possibility that they should be looking out for symptoms. And
5: also, of course, the uh, sun's copper feel. Oh campaign. Yes, oh, that boy.
1: probably as well. Yeah. But they're not y- listing that. This was actually um, written down in a performance report presented wow. to the Trust Board in September, and it said that an increase in referrals had been influenced by that recent television um, programme.
5: OK, so that's that's one of their excuses for um, falling behind with breast cancer. But they've struggled in the past with other cancers, haven't they?
1: They have. Um, early this year, West Hertfordshire NHS Trust launched an internal review of the process for monitoring patients referred with suspected cancer, just general cancer. That came after two cancer patients died after ..failing to be given follow-up appointments at Watford General. At the time, the Trust apologised for the delay in treating pa- patients... ..and hospital bosses admitted a delay in treating one of those two patients... ..may have contributed to their death. As a result, new IT system was put into place and the hospital launched a daily review of all patients who missed a booked cancer appointment.
5: Uh, what are the trust doing about this?
1: West Hearts Hospital's NHS Trust claims it's now in a position to offer all patients with suspected breast cancer the choice of an appointment between uh, within 14 days and this, they say, is a result of their having put on an additional 12 clinics a month. We did invite the trust Chief Executive, Samantha Jones, to come on to the programme to talk to us about this today. She's unavailable.
9: Yeah. We
1: have been issued the following statement and it's quoting some Samantha Jones. In recent months, we've seen a significant increase in referrals for patients with suspected breast cancer, and I apologise to anyone who's had to wait longer than they should for their initial appointment to see a doctor. We've put in place a wide range of measures to meet the extra demand and expect our performance to improve significantly over the next few months. It's important to note that patients who need follow-up treatment have received it within the recommended time.
6: 8459 oh, on FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties right. Radio. I, um
5: Well, let, i tell you what, I will, we'll do the, um, we'll, we'll do, oh, Where's the Daily Mail gone? I've got... That's not... I've piled them all up there in front of you. It's not I... often I say that sentence. Where's my Daily Mail? Where's my Daily Mail? Let's have a look at this flag story, and then I'll tell you something that happened the other day, that I, I need to, um I need to, uh, to discuss it with you, dear listeners, to whether it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life or the cruelest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm keen to get your opinion. Uh, but this story in the Daily Mail—it's on the left-hand side, which means it's not a very important story in their opinion. Um, uh, Patriots, Patriots or Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Alice. Patriots. Catherine. Mm-hmm. Pa- Patriots. You'd patriot. say
1: expat when you expat patriot, I think.
5: I'd say. Uh, uh, uh,
1: patriot sounds more
5: American. I'm yeah. a patriot. Patriot games. We're going to go. We're going to go and uh, save the president from assassination from the Iranian terrorists. Sorry.
1: Anyway, people who are patriotic, uh,
5: they won't fly the chavvy flag of Saint George. Many English people are embarrassed to fi- fly the cross of Saint George because they think the nation's flag has become too chavy. Almost a third would not display the flag, but because it has become associated with football fans and lager louts. A quarter were put off by its links to far-right extremism. So more people won't wear it because they uh, they won't use it because they think it's chavvy than think it's racist. Uh, Social anthropologist Kate Fox said uh, the shunning of the flag by Middle England had now become a class problem rather than a political one. Um, uh, And she goes on to say other things. 30% don't fly the flag because it's associated with football. They said it's a bit chavvy, so it's got lower-class associations.
1: I don't get why you'd need to fly a flag in your own country
5: anyway. No, I don't get all this flag-waving nonsense. It's not a particularly attractive flag, anyway. It's quite, as flags go, it's pretty dull.
1: The ones people buy are those horrible, cheap, highly flammable nylon, and the white doesn't stay white for very long. It can look very grubby very quickly.
5: Yeah, and when you're hanging it out of your bedroom, or indeed bathroom window on a block of flats, and there is a, an undertone to what I'm saying, it, looks, it gets dirty within a day, and it, looks, it does look dead common. If you're going to fly a flat... Right, here's the thing, right? Who are you flying Exact If you're going to fly a flag, fly it properly. Get a flagpole. Run it up the flagpole and see.
1: We've got one of those uh, around our area.
5: Real <laughs> <laughs> front or back garden.
1: Uh it's in the back but it's right on the main road. Oh
5: dear. I mean who
1: is that for?
5: Exactly. I, I don't quite get the flag flying. Uh but if you're gonna do it, do it properly. You know, have a nice flag that you're gonna run up the flagpole and see if anyone bites. Do some sort of ceremony. Don't don't shove it out your window and have it it's held up because your window is shut. Don't do that. That is hot that is chavvy, isn't it? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number should you wish to uh give us a call on that now the thing that i saw and i need your help on uh, the alice and Catherine, and also dear listener right so we're in the car at the weekend
9: mm-hmm.
5: and we're stuck in traffic okay we're stuck in traffic and we're kind of stopped by a by a, a lamppost um it was a road sign actually if you want to be specific and it's me and my wife and my youngest who's two and a half is in the back that's where they sit and walking along uh, was a mum and a child, and the boy was probably, I would say, five years old, OK? Now, I think... I don't know for sure. She was walking along. She could see where she was going. He was, I think, looking at me in the car. I may have been pulling a face. I don't know. I often do that to children. You were
1: staring at a child. I he was probably sta- wondering what you were looking at.
5: I was staring at a child, as is my wont. And this child was looking at me, and he wasn't looking where he was going. And I could see exactly what was going to happen. He, I could see... I could see what was going to happen. Mm. I was powerless to stop it. I wasn't powerless to nudge my wife and say, yeah, look, that boy's going to walk into that signpost. And it was literally, literally outside our car. And he did. Slam, smacked straight into the into the sign. Now... I had a second thing, oh my God, that's awful, and I could have stopped it, and then I just started laughing hysterically. He burst into tears, and it was like proper five year old crying Those sobbing hurt. man alive he was in he was in agony, and I was going to my wife, I think that's the funniest thing i've ever seen, and she went oh you're so cruel now there's an ancient who knows the Chinese proverb alice I'll start with you what
8: well, the one
5: don't do the voice <laughs> the
8: the proverb yep, i'm not. I'm not 100% sure. Catherine,
5: the Chinese proverb? No. There's nothing funnier than watching your neighbour fall off a roof. It's a proverb, not a gag, guys, so go with me. But it's true that I would say there is one thing funnier than watching your neighbour fall off a roof. It's watching a five-year-old not seeing where he's going and walk smack bang into a lamppost. Oh, I don't
1: know. I've been that soldier. I really? was the kid that always did stuff like that. You've been there?
5: Yeah. I've walked into... I've, I've caught uh, my bollards... <laughs> I've caught my bollards on a bollard before.
1: I've wrapped myself round a um, lamppost going down the hill on my roller skates.
5: Oh really? It's the only way
1: I could stop. I don't
5: like roller skates. I don't, I don't like know. mushrooms as well. We'll talk about mushrooms later on.
1: What did you do to a mushroom?
5: I ate some last I ate mushroom soup last night and I don't like it. I, I wish I was allergic to mushrooms. It would make my life so much simpler. Anyway, that's going off on one. Uh, I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. I felt guilty for a bit. And then five minutes later, my youngest went, Daddy, is that big boy still crying? I went, Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? 08459, oh, five, 455, double 555. Double I need some kind of moral compass. I can't believe I'm asking these suckers Are they're, they're my moral <laughs> compass. Maybe if I stopped insulting them, they'd call him. Uh, but is, uh, is that. Fu- I think it's funny. Alice, your, your judgment, please.
8: Yeah, it's definitely funny. Happens to everyone. Doesn't it? Yeah, it happens to children, not children.
5: See, she's up for it, Catherine.
1: It's that moment where you want to laugh, you check they're all right, and then you do laugh, and it's mostly discomfort, isn't it? It's embarrassment that you yeah. can't stop the laughing. It's when
8: people look around and yeah. they're like, oh, I don't even want to see that. Does
5: it make it different? I could have stopped that happening. No, you I was, I was God. No. I know what it feels like to be God, and I allowed that to happen. You couldn't have stopped it. What
1: I would could you have, have done? You would have distracted him further by shouting out Yeah, the car. he would have. Oi! He's going to walk into that! Clown.
5: And I loved. maybe, I, do you know what? I did feel like, um, I won't say, I felt like God. I felt like God watching humans m- muffin it up completely. He's up there having a laugh. He's going, I should feel better. I should feel better, but actually it's quite funny.
6: Turns out God sounds like Roger Moore. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: In Bedford, starting to look quite heavy on the A6 heading into town at the moment between the A41 and Rope Walk. The M1 is looking heavy on the sensors heading southbound between Junction 11 at For Dunstable Road and Junction 9 at Redbourne. The M25 is very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 21 the M1 and Junction 20 at Kings Langley. Also heavy on the A1M between Junction 3 for St Albans and Junction 1 for the M25. There's also lane closed on the M40 heading northbound between Junction two at Beaconsfield and Junction 3 for Loudwater. And that's due to an accident that happened a little earlier on this morning. So far, no reported problems on the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you very much. 7.16, it's Tuesday the 7th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months, with more than 100 people waiting more than two weeks to see a specialist. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. And in sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week In charge. Dear listener, what is the shortest job you've ever had? BBC
3: Three Counties Radio.
5: What's Rob going to ask his panel?
3: Every weekday from three.
5: Good afternoon, welcome to the show. Local people. What's your story?
18: Seems there's a law for them and then there's one
11: for the press. And I disagree with what they're saying. Local views. In some cases, sort of 40% loss in value of their property. Has Kevin Luton got it right? There is a responsibility when you're paid from the public purse. Local life. Do you want to know how much
3: my carer's allowance goes up by every April when the tax year changes? Two quid. Roberto Peroni. And is it
6: fair to target people? on benefits.
3: Weekdays from three. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Depends what the target is. If you're trying to claw back money that's being claimed uh, illegally then yes, target them. If it's uh, at the end of a rifle then no, don't target them. Benjamin's uh, about to prank me. morning, Benjamin. Good morning, Dad. What would you like to say, prank call Benjamin? Uh, well, I
12: have a comment on the flag scenario.
5: Yes? I
11: just want to say that I think if young people of today, these
5: chaps... You're listening to a prank to call from Benjamin Live on they BBC they Three Counties Radio. They absolutely
12: should fly the flag, I think...
5: This is not his real voice.
12: They put on a lot of... Uh,
5: he's pretending of to be a posh old man. I'm guessing he's about, uh, what, 26? Yeah?
12: Government covers, and if they want to fly the flag then they think they, they should do fly the flag...
5: Do you not think the flag's a bit, Benja- a bit chavvy, Benjamin? I'm engaging I'm in conversation really. to draw this out as long as possible. It's not working for him. Not working really for me. Yes, Benjamin. Could be a swear a, coming up. Be careful. It's uh, a
12: very, very nice vintage flag. Possibly yep. a, a, a No,
5: I don't think he's a swearer. Yeah. I could still catch me out with a swear, but I don't think he is. But we'll, that. we'll carry on. Yeah. What? 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 What vintage? What year do you think it should be? Oh, anything, I think he's five, just a 19, just a friendly pranker, not a swearer. Nothing nasty.
24: 1912 onwards, that sort of thing. You know? and Benjamin, what year were you born? Me, I was born
5: in 1980. sir. Right, but why do you why do you sound like you're in your 70s? Well, am Gonna know. deconstruct
12: don't him now. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's
16: just a uh,
9: hop back to better days, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah.
5: Do you want to say do, do you say go- I, 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 I'll let him off gently. Do you want to say goodbye in your real voice? Bye. Thank you very much indeed. He didn't want to. But if you want to hear that phone call again, you can hear it in the podcast, dear listener. You can hear that in the podcast.
3: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is Ian Lee.
5: BBC as Three Counties Radio. As pranks go, it's charming, just not funny. Now, allowing your dog to do one and then, uh, you know, do one uh, could hit you in the pocket if he uh, does one in central Bedfordshire. I'm talking poops. Dog control orders come into force on the 19th of this month, with owners at risk of a fixed penalty fine for offences like fouling and running free like young hearts in the wrong places. Well, Conservative uh, Brian Spur is executive member for community services at Central Bedfordshire Council. Morning, Brian. Good morning, Ian. Why are these um, l- l- orders necessary, do you think? Um,
18: just good sense and have nice clean paths, nice clean play areas and things like that.
5: I thought there was already it's been such a long time since I've owned a dog thank goodness, I'm a cat person. I thought there was legislation in place already to stop um, uh, dogs uh, dropping one
18: Yeah, you're quite right, but we just put them all together. There were loads of different ones and we have just put them all together in one
5: so that it covers all the areas that it should do OK, so, uh, so uh, and it says that if you, you can be fined if you're spotted by a park ranger or a dog warden or a council officer. I didn't know any of those three things still existed anymore. <laughs> I missed the parkie. Yeah.
18: Go, have, a, have a walk round Stock Grove Park, have a walk around one or two other areas like that. Sorry, I should have said Russian
5: Park, not Stock Grove. Yeah, get the, get the right park right. So what, is there still a parkie there?
18: Yeah, well, there are rangers and people going is around there all the time. We ah. don't call park keepers anymore.
5: I'm showing my age, aren't I?
18: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, do d- voice? Is that your real voice? <laughs> or <is that> your <laughs> <actual> voice?
5: <laughs> Wasn't he awful, Brian? We let these saps come on every now and then. It's, it's good to give them some oxygen. And, and uh, you, dogs can't be let off in cemeteries as well?
18: Yeah, if you were at a cemetery and a dog came along and it's happened that they start digging at a grave, you're not very happy, are you?
5: No, you'd be a little bit disappointed, uh, I, I suppose. Uh, and so, just d- 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 children's play areas where there are swings and things, you can't let them off the lead. Uh, are there other areas in parks where you can let them off the lead?
18: Yeah, well, I don't. I, yeah, in some in some of our parks, yeah. Basically, it's where kids play, where football pitches are, right. where picture where, where you really don't want a dog to go there and do something and leave it there yeah the, the kids then fall on it and do that oh yeah uh,
5: I, i've got two little boys i don't want them treading in that nonsense
18: uh, uh, and it's a common sense it's a common sense one you know that if people got a dog yeah and we've had dogs all my life except for the last few couple of years um you don't want to take it somewhere leave a mess that some poor kid's going to fall over or anybody else
5: no and what's this? Have you have you seen this, Brian? I'm going to say, by the way do this. I'm going to say something quite unpleasant. Some people you, uh, some people often pick up their dog's mess in their little plastic bags, then they leave it hanging from trees. Have you come across that?
18: I have. Why would anyone um, do that? Well, my, mine was quite good. Um, I saw a lady do that. She picked it up and hung it from a tree. Yeah. Uh, so I went up and said, you know, really not very sensible. Cause it was there? She just, well, young man, which I knew I was in trouble as soon as she said. <laughs> She said, young man, um, whatever his dog's name, doodles does this. I walk this way. When I come back, I pick it up and I then put it back in the bin. Oh. I don't like leaving it on the floor because other dogs come and do stuff on top of it. Okay. Um, um, she didn't actually tell the truth because it was still there the
5: next day. Oh, that, that's a weird thing to do. It is one of those. It, it, I think it's really sad that we have to have legislation for this. If you've got a dog and it does a whoopsie. Pick it up. That's your responsibility. You're right, Brian. It's common sense, and it's a shame that more people don't um, seem to. How will you judge if this has been a success?
18: Um, if, if, if we find less dog poo.
5: And is that, is that your job to go out on uh, on a dog poo hunt? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I should do that so I get re-elected. Really I go around all the
18: all the children's playground
5: and see what dog poo there is. Well, Brian, listen. You've been a good sport this, but I hope it works because you know, as I say, I've got two boys. I don't want them. You're constantly look out, mind the poo. By the poo. It's quite often it's their own, but never mind. Uh, That's uh, Conservative uh, Brian Spur. Councillor Brian Spur, 08459 455 555 is the phone number. Across
3: beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is Ian Lee.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, yeah.
5: Hope you're enjoying your breakfast, guys. Hope you're enjoying your breakfast. There's a job, isn't it, having to go around... Why do people do that? Why do people uh, c- collect their dog poo in a little red, um, opaque plastic bag and then hang it from a tree? What is that to ward off evil spirits? Is that their own form of uh, exorcism? Gosh. We've been speaking this morning about Billy McKinley. I'm talking football. He was Watford's manager, coach, whatever it was. Head coach, thank you. For a week, and he's off. What's the shortest job you've ever had? Phil, what's the shortest job you've ever had? Uh, I had one for about an hour. Oh, wait, what... That's maximum of one hour. What happened? Uh, well, I did an
25: apprenticeship in mechanical engineering for four years, um, qualified or whatever, Then I decided I'd have a break for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, then I thought, well, there was quite good money in mechanical engineering, so I thought maybe i will get back into it. Get
5: a few quid, yeah, lovely. uh,
25: Got myself a job, and, uh, here I was drilling these holes, and I thought, no, I can't cope with this, and, um... I thought no it's not for me so that was it.
5: But so, uh, well, yeah. did you did you now did you do the uh, the thing that I've always wanted to do and never managed to do? Did you walk out and just never come back? Or did you go to the uh, boss and say this no, isn't well, for me mate I'm, I'm off?
25: I went to the foreman and I said, I said I'm sorry but this is just not for me so uh,
5: Uh, Oh, mate, well done. Because I I have been in so many jobs where I've wanted to do that, and I haven't. I've got this weird, um, I believe it's called work ethics, where Uh I kind of have to stay there until the job is done. Yeah. Well, I
25: mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very reliable now. I mean, that's how, obviously I worked in the casino business. I stayed at one place for 15 years. Blimey! After that, I mean, which, I something is quite sad, really, isn't it?
5: But, I don't think uh, that is sad. You, people don't tend to. You know, do you remember? I don't know how old you are. I remember that when people had jobs for life, literally for life, yeah. 50 years, they'd be working in the same place. Yeah. Well, that's
25: now you're right. I mean, where I'm working now, one of the guys—he's something I they they restructured last year, but up until that point, he'd been there since he was 18, and he's now retired. He's retiring age.
5: Blimey! It's, give that man, uh, Philip. Uh, give that man a gold watch. Thank you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five
24: double five. Dave Luton. Oh, good morning, boy. Good morning, darling. Yeah, good morning. Don't call me darling. No, okay, fell. Get a bit fruity. Eh? A little bit fruity. Ooh, yeah, a
5: little bit fruity. Come on. Yeah, what? Yeah. have you got
24: for us, David? I had a big laugh this
5: morning. Why, what happened? Well, your trousers welded to your skin. Oh, mate, flipping out. Don't laugh no, me. No, no, it no,
24: didn't no, really no. hurt. No, we didn't, we don't, I don't care. We had oh. a big laugh. What, because I was because in agony? You, yeah, because you, you, well, think of that little five-year-old boy at his head on the post. You laughed. Yeah, Your but that was said, different. You're cruel.
5: No, that, he wasn't. I'm still scarred. He'll be. He'll have forgotten it now, right? No, I, no he it, might. this no, happened no, to no. me uh, 24 years ago. I still remember.
24: I still remember the pain. I'm scarred. <laughs> you with pain? I can't imagine it with you with pain. You've never got no pain. I got shot in the groin by
5: water that was like 300,000 degrees centigrade.
24: <laughs> you were what by that little boy, at five years oh. old? Yeah, with all that big bump on his head. That'd nah, be all right. You know he. He should
5: look where he's he's learned a lesson, look where you're going. No, no, your wife was right, you're cruel. So it was cruel for me to laugh at a five year old walking into a lamppost. Yeah. yeah? So we're all have a, I
24: bet all, everyone's laughing now on the radio that you caught your skin welded onto your trousers.
14: <laughs> Good. Good. Hello?
24: Oh, he's gone. Yeah, hello. And about Watford General Hospital and these cancer people, breast cancer. I'm back. <laughs> I think it's. I, I think it's a disgrace. Is it a hell mess? Hell mess. But I think it's a disgrace. Hey disgusting. Dave, can you help
5: me? I've got a friend of mine. Scott, oh right? yeah. And he he's quoting you. He keep his his catchphrase now is it's a hell's mess. Right. Well, that's not what you say, is it? No, a hell mess. Say again. Hell,
24: hell mess. Mess. Say it again really that's... slowly. Hell no, no. Mess. Yeah. Yeah, say it again you. really slowly. Okay. Mess. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Say it again. Oh, I think it's disgusting. No, not that yeah. one.
5: The hell mess. Cough,
24: mate. Just say it. Cough, <laughs> mate. <laughs> say it. Cough, mate. All right. <laughs> oh, well. What, 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 what do you like, Dave? I like moosey peas.
5: Okay, how does that make you feel? noise. All right. Yeah. Bit of a mess, isn't it? Hell mess. Yeah.
6: Look, well, thanks for calling Dave. Okay, see you later mate. Travel news for beds, hards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties
10: Radio. Starting off on the M1, on the sensors, very heavy at the moment, heading southbound between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. The M25 building up, heading anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 16 at the M40. Take a look in Hemel-Hemston, the A41, that's starting to build up between Two Waters Road and Junction 20 for the M25. In the M40, there's one lane closed heading northbound between Junction 2 for Beckenfield and Junction 3 for Loudwater. That's following an accident that happened a little earlier on this morning. Nicola Richards,
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
6: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months. More than 100 people had to wait more than two weeks to see a specialist. Hospital figures show the number of patients being seen within the targeted time fell to 11% in July. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month. In a bid to cut down on dog fouling, owners who don't comply will face an £80 fine. And dozens of people who came into contact with a nurse who's contracted the Ebola virus in Madrid are being monitored for signs of the disease. The nurse is the first person in the current outbreak to be infected outside West Africa.
6: Three Counties
0: Sports.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in just six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. More from Geoff Doyle.
17: Troubling times for the Hornets. Reports suggest that Billy McKinley is to leave Watford after just eight days in charge. McKinley is being strongly linked to the Fulham job. The Scott became Watford head coach following Oscar Garcia's departure due to ill health. The Spaniard had taken over from the Italian Beppe Sanino, who'd been under pressure since the beginning of the season. On the pitch, Watford a joint top of the championship – off the pitch, the club is in a mess.
0: There are Johnston's Payne Trophy matches tonight for Milton Keynes, Dons and Luton. The Dons host AFC Wimbledon for the second time this season, but have several players missing, injured and on international duty. Manager Cole Robinson will bring in the likes of Tom Hitchcock, Samir Carruthers and new arrival Carl Baker.
14: Tom Hitch will make his debut. Starting debut, so I'm looking forward to that. and Samir. we brought Samir in to play centre midfield in case one day Delhi may have to go. So... There's an opportunity for Tsame to show me he can play centre midfield. Carl Baker will be on the bench he can play 30 minutes
0: Luton manager John Still says he'll field a strong side at home to Crawley as the Hatters play in the competition for the first time since lifting the trophy at Wembley in 2009 and there's commentary on MK Dons and Luton in tonight's 3 counties sport from seven in non-league football Boreham Wood atop top of Conference South after last night's 2-1 win over St Albans tonight Bishop Stortford host Bromley in the Southern League Premier Hitchin lost 4-3 at home to St Neots tonight there are home matches for Chesham and for Dunstable and in Badminton Milton Keynes made a losing start to the new National League last night with a 4-1 defeat at home to Surrey in front of the television cameras in Middleton Hall at the Centre MK. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at 8. Call 08459
3: 455 555.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: It's a busy old morning this morning. Lots to talk about uh, the uh, Chavi flag of St George. It's Chavy apparently, and they're... I, yeah, I think it is a little bit chav... I don't buy into this whole flag-waving nonsense anyway. No,
1: I quite like the Olympics. Yeah. I quite liked a bit of that. I, <laughs> I, I made some little ribbons for the girls' <sighs> hair out of uh, Union Jack ribbon. I didn't go St George Cross ribbon. Probably because I'm a snob.
5: It is cha- It is a bit out. chavvy. It is a bit chavvy. You see it hanging out of um, bathrooms and bedroom windows on blocks of flats and it's horrible and it's dirty and it's mucky and it's unpleasant.
1: I prefer the whole Great Britain thing anyway and it's a boulder flag... No. Uh, it's more inclusive. I, I, I also don't see the point in waving a flag within your own country. Here we
5: go. Look, this is interesting. Uh, part of this survey, um, the, this social anthropologist, Kate Fox, said 83% of the English feel some pride in their country, with only 3% never feeling proud of it. I'm in that fr- 3%. I, I don't get the pride in the country.
1: I wasn't bothered, but I've been foreign. I think if you've been foreign... What, Up north. No, when I lived abroad. Yeah. I remember coming back oh, yeah, when, be I, nice. when I'd been in France for a while and yeah. I, I came back on the Eurostar and yeah. just feeling that sense of relief that I was with my own again.
5: Well, you can feel relief, and I'm glad I live here. There are worse places to live. I don't and feel it's pride. It's
1: beautiful, actually.
5: I it's all, but I don't feel pride in that. I'm not proud that it's there some nice fields and we have got good cows. I'm not proud of there that. There are
1: things I'm proud of about the country. What? Um, some of the music, you know, you I like it. I like... Benjamin Britons and all that, you know. But I, sort of
5: I, I like the Beatles. I'm not proud of them. Their
1: shared heritage. I'm not proud of them. Sense that. of humour, fair play. I, I, I think Jimmy stuff. Tarbuck's
5: Very. Why am I referring to people from, from Liverpool in the sixties? I think.
1: No, you're not even Scouse, are you?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, our ah, kids. Hey. All right, right, Slá. There we go. That's what I was doing, you know. I was in the Beatles, you know. Oh. Not sure which Beatle that was, but no. it was certainly it sounds one sounds of a bit
1: like Ringo from Scylla, who went from being Ringo to being Irish.
5: I'm <laughs> <laughs> Irish Ringo Star, yeah. and it was in the Beatles. <laughs> Um, anyway, that was a good voice. I didn't know I could do that. I'm not proud of being... I'm not proud of being... Oh, I would have pride in being English. Mm. I bet someone who's proud is this fellow. You right, Justin? Yeah, absolutely. Of course I'm proud. P- but where? Where is the pride? What What for? <sighs> well, first of
15: all, we've got some lovely cows in this country, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, That's
5: what? my team you're talking about. <laughs> no, we
15: Come have on, got some lovely cows. No, when I think about this country, yeah. I think we have got some very unique people. We have characters in this country. Yeah, we, have Why are you we, have on, we have history. We have beautiful countryside. We have
5: wonderful music countries have got history. They're countries. Look at the
15: Americans. They would love to be here living with us. They love our country. The
5: Americans have only got 235 years of history because they don't count the thousands of years that people were living there before that.
1: Yeah, but that is why they're proud. That Mm. is why they are flag wavers. They
5: are proud because they kicked the Native American in the ass and sold them, (laughs) uh, bought all their land off them for a bottle of whiskey and then killed them. Do you
1: know what I think, because I think there's still a level of insecurity there. They're still finding their identity as a
5: people. the, The Americans have got nothing to be proud of. They killed everybody who lived there or ripped them off murk. They bought, they bought America with beads. Oh, with listen. beads. Do you know what? Those people
15: love their country. They fly their flag. Those, like, people,
5: those people love beads.
15: <laughs> <laughs> they love the country. Uh, they fly their flag with pride and I think that we should be taking a leaf out of their book.
1: And they defend it with guns.
15: <laughs> How many people do you hear about in this country You moan about it? Saying, oh, this country, it's gone to the dogs, it's oh. absolutely awful. Well, if you feel like that go do you
1: know why they say that because we're here to stay we've been here for millennia i
5: i like this cut this country there there are really much worse places you could live in Mm, absolutely much worse places it's quite a good place there are better places to live in but it's quite a good place to live in but i'm not proud of that why am Mm. i why am i proud that i came out of my mum on this (laughs) bit of rock that's what that's where the pride is it was it was luck
15: Mm, i just i just find that a great shame well, I really do,
5: well, and I think is I know you genuinely do find it a great shame. But we, we are getting deep. But seriously, <laughs> I do find it a great shame. Oh. I think it's very very sad. Okay, oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. Um, I want to talk to you later on about this kid I saw walking into a pole as well, Justin, whether it was, it was funny or cruel. But before that, okay. Billy McKinley. Yeah. Watford. Yeah. <laughs> You're loving this. I just find it fascinating because
15: Watford, with all their troubles with managers this season, and Billy McKinley looks set to leave today after just eight days in charge, after all of the managerial merry-go-round going on there, they are still second in the table. I just find the whole thing... Absolutely incredible so
5: they, can I ask a question mm. right do they need a manager? Because what does what does the manager do? Does he sort out which, which teams they're going to play and who sits where on the bus? Uh, not quite that,
15: no. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, what he does, he organises the tactics. Does he go for a uh, 4-4-2? Does he go for a uh, 3-5-2? Whatever he's doing, um, he's in charge of that team. So results, whether they win, lose or draw, whatever happens, it's all down to him. He is the mastermind of any team's success. So yes, every team. Needs a decent manager. Why?
5: Well, they've had they've had uh, what three and six weeks, so yeah. they obviously they don't. <laughs> but mm, yeah, I suppose there's an argument. What there, does he, what, this is the thing. This is honestly gets me angry. What I don't get about managers and coaches and all this stuff, right? So they, the team plays badly in the first half. Mm. So he gives them a talk in the in the um, in the intermission, right, mm. in the dressing room. And what does he say? Right, you st- stop letting goals in. You get more goals in at the, their side. Now, go on there, guys! What what, what does he say? They know what they've got. They know the rules. They know the point of football. Yeah, but it's all to do with tactics, isn't it? No, it's not, mate. You, you, the guy with the gloves on, you catch the ball when it comes towards you. Yeah, that's true. The guy at the front of the thing, go and score.
15: But you've got 11 players on a pitch. If 11 players went onto that pitch and did exactly what they wanted to and ignored their manager, it would be absolute chaos out there. You need to have some sort of organisation, i.e., to compare it to your programme, are you going to come in this morning and just do whatever you want to. You, you'll do a bit of that, of course yeah. you will, but there's got to be some well, sort of procedure
5: in who's, place. Who's my Billy McKinley? Uh, your Billy McKinley would be uh, Catherine Boyle, your producer. Funny she'd leave after a week. <laughs> Did that come out loud? Whoa, is it? Whoa! This microphone's doing that thing where it's making yeah. me... It says different things to the what thing I'm actually saying. spooky. Gosh, Very really. spooky. Bit harsh. Justin, shortest job, please. Mm. You've, uh, well, you've taken this to
15: the streets. I have. Uh, for me, it was two days working in a sales job, and I said, ta da. Uh, but uh, just to let you know, we have set the bar very high. <laughs> you, you would literally have
5: just said ta da as well. <laughs> ta da. I'm off. Not uh, for uh, me. See you later.
15: <laughs> um, I've set the bar very high with this one. Yeah. I've taken this one to the streets, asking people about their shortest ever job. Yeah. Here's what people had to say. Right,
5: right to the street, right, taking it to
21: right, the. Street, right. the
15: Taking it to the streets with J Dog. Darren, tell us your story. Your shortest ever
23: job. Um, I got an agency job for a warehouse, chilled warehouse. Um it was a night shift. Um, I think it was like 10 o'clock until four in the morning. And I lasted until about 12. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Seriously? Yeah.
23: You didn't even make it through your yeah. first shift? No, I didn't do it. What was it just too cold for you? Too cold and I was like sleepwalking. I was, I was knackered. I wasn't used to it. So. Wow. Yeah. Not even one
15: shift. <laughs> I don't think anybody is going to beat that. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, thank you. Yeah, post office. How many days?
2: Uh, two weeks. <laughs> what went wrong? They give me the longest
15: route in Luton. Stephanie, we're doing the Billy McKinley phone-in this morning. Yeah. What's the shortest job you've ever had?
1: I was in a bakery, and after three days, I was tired of waking up in 2am or something like
15: this. So you said, enough's enough. Yeah. I'm out of here.
1: I had, I had no fun with it, no. It's yeah. just not funny. What about all the cakes,
15: though? That must have been fun.
1: I'm not the sweet guy, uh, sweet girl.
15: <laughs> Got confused with your sex there for a second. Three days we will take it. Thank you very much. For souls... For how many days? No, a hot summer, 1976. Uh, two weeks. Why'd you leave? Well, that was during my heading. And that was 76? Yeah. And that beef... That hot summer? Yeah. And that beef hasn't left you, has it? No, no. If I'd have been there now, I'd have been I'd have been there 38 years. Mm. Good maths. Thanks for your time, sir. All
5: right. Ha <laughs> ha! Justin, what... <is> it... <laughs> stop flirting with the 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 men and indeed some of the women when you Mm. do this job please i would say to you beat this that
15: first person not even one shift he lasted about three hours he was too
5: cold he went home
1: when he said it was a chilled warehouse i thought that's the sort of place i'd want to work but he meant a cold one
5: yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) i've never been able to do i've never been able to i've been in jobs i've hated and i've always had to stick them out to the end but why if you don't like something go
1: i've got that thing of not quitting
5: Ah. Yeah, I've got that w- I was brought up to have a work ethic, Justin Which I think is, is the problem with um, I'm going to say What you saying? Young people today What are you saying? M- well, I'm saying you haven't got it, mate Hey, listen
1: oh. And some of those speakers there It was mm. a bit early Oh, it was a bit boring mm. Get on with it You're earning money Just hey, get your eye on the clock And keep moving the, It's
15: my opinion Life is way too short If you don't like something There are plenty of other jobs out there no, Go well, and do so, another oh. job
5: Hang on, sorry It's not 1959 There's no other jobs out there uh,
15: Who says that? you get anybody on right now who who works in recruitment Um, they will tell you um, there are plenty of jobs out there for people who work hard
1: they would, they work in recruitment
5: why don't we ask one of the uh, Just, uh, I'm I'm not sure if it's shy or over 2 million people who are out of work if Mm -hmm. there's plenty of work out there well I was looking through my paper
15: last week and there are plenty of jobs from what I can see if I was to lose my job today I would certainly be applying for a whole host of those jobs there are jobs out there that is nonsense
5: for you to say there aren't. Well, what about, what, what, what's your message then, Justin, to the two million people who don't have jobs? Well, go and have a look. Go and find a job. And
15: if you don't like the job you're in, try something else. It's, it's not rocket science.
5: The thing is, I, 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 I when I was doing these miserable jobs, and the, 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 I spoke about cleaning uh, test tubes in, in uh, a laboratory, hated it. it was one of the most miserable times of my life. But, but... While I was doing it, man, I was dreaming about doing not quite this, but something along these lines. I was, yeah. you know, I, it, it, it drove me on. To to achieve what I wanted
15: to achieve. Yeah, no, I'd probably go along with that in saying that. Around, what, five years ago, I did a job for about a year that I absolutely hated. I was earning decent money, but I absolutely hated it. And now it makes me appreciate my job even more. So I'll certainly back you up on that. But,
5: Justin, just finally, just to reiterate, there's there's two million people who don't have jobs. Your your message is, you're not looking hard enough.
15: (sighs) I didn't say that, did I? I'm just saying there are plenty of jobs
5: out there. So go out there and look. Well, yeah, if you so have implica- a job... So your if implication job- is... Hang on. Your implication is... You're not saying, go out there and look harder. You're actually saying, go out there and look. The implication being they're not looking. I didn't
15: say that, did I? I said there Come are on plenty... Come no, hang on. I, I didn't say that. I said there are plenty of jobs out there... And there could be a job that's absolutely perfect for you. If you're going to sit here and tell me there are no jobs out there, well, have a look on any recruitment website. Have a look in any newspaper. There are plenty of jobs out there. So
5: so those too many people who don't have jobs. They should look harder. Didn't say that. Well, well, tell me what you're saying. I just told you what I said.
15: (laughs) I just said there are jobs out there. So they should go out there and look? Well, yeah. If you haven't got a job, go and
5: look. So they're not looking. Didn't say that.
4: Oh, wait,
15: four. We might get some calls on this, Just. Yeah. I don't think I ever want to be a guest on your show.
5: <laughs> I want to be a guest on
9: your show? When are you <laughs> going
5: to make that happen? Soon. Justin, nice work. Excellent stuff. We'll speak to you a little bit later on. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five, five. So, dear 2 million unemployed, um, there are jobs out there. There are jobs out there. If you don't like your job, go and find another one. There are jobs out there.
1: Ask a recruitment consultant. Yeah, it's their job to tell you there are jobs out there. Oh,
5: 08459 four double five five double five. 555
10: Starting off in Dunstable, the A5, the High Street South at the moment is partially blocked, just at Friars Walk, there's been an accident there causing these delays. The M1 heading southbound, heavy between Junction 11 at Dunstable Road and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And having looked so far at the M25 heading anti-clockwise, heavy on the sensors between Junction 21 the M1 and Junction 16 for the M40, while the slow moving on the M40 on camera heading northbound from the Denham roundabout to the M25. and with the Barnet Bypass that's looking heavy between Sterling Corner and Middle Hill Circus Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio
5: Nicola, thank you very much indeed I do like it when Justin and I have a proper Barney on the radio. When it, if you ever hear me and Justin um, um, locking horns, it's genuine, guys. There ain't none of that scripted nonsense here. 7.46, it's Tuesday the 7th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months, with more than 100 people waiting more than two weeks to see a specialist. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month, in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. And in sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. What's the shortest job you've ever had? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll speak to Richard in Stevenage in a second, find out what his was. But before that, let's get the weather.
20: Good morning. We've got some heavy storms out there this morning, or some heavy showers at least. The storms seem to have passed in the majority. We may still get one or two out towards the eastern parts, but towards the west we're already seeing the sunshine. The clouds are parting, they're moving north and eastwards, accompanied by a southwesterly breeze, so we should get some decent sunshine really as we head through the remainder of the day. Still one or two isolated showers around, uh, but certainly not like the showers we saw earlier on this morning. The temperature a touch warmer than yesterday as well. We're looking at a maximum of around 15 Celsius. So overnight, clear spells at first mean the temperature will drop fairly quickly. But the cloud increasing from the south through the night, with it an increased breeze from the south, means it will actually feel a touch milder by the time we get through to dawn. The minimum temperature though, six Celsius. Some bands of heavy, slow-moving showers for Wednesday. Risk of thunder. And a maximum temperature of 17 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Music. Get ready. This is going to be an incredible collaboration.
6: The lead singer of one of the biggest bands of this decade.
3: On stage with one of the UK's most promising breakthrough artists.
6: And an absolute legend of British rock.
3: It's going to be very special.
6: An unmissable BBC music performance.
5: 27
12: artists, one song. Tonight from eight across the BBC.
3: Um. OK. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is Ian Lee.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: That's the sound of Richard in Stevenage. Good morning, Richard. Uh, Richard, what have you got for us? Short jobs? Uh,
24: yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't my job, but um, I worked in IT. Yeah. And um, a guy I used to uh, work with, he decided... And uh, go and work on a on a cruise ship. Oh yeah. Um, so he uh, he left on the Friday at work, um, and on that weekend he flew, he flew out to Copenhagen to, um, to get onto onto the on board. Yeah. yeah the, the first night he was there, he uh, he went out on the on the lash a little bit and um, come back drunk. When there's a strict um, you no know, alcohol policy on board the cruise ship. far. yeah. So um, he, he stumbled back to the ship um, and fell asleep in one of the cabins um, to be found by a member of staff. Uh, now, the member of staff um, told him that he couldn't be there and he needed to um, move himself. And
5: he, he politely told them to, uh, to do one. Oh, crikey.
24: Um, and it turned out to be the captain of the
5: ship. Yeah, he, uh, he told the captain to jog on in no uncertain terms. So basically, um, So he was, he was put into a solitary confinement, from what so I understand. Solitary confinement on a cruise ship? Where was I, this
24: cruising I, I, to? Belarus? <laughs> well, he, 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 he was put in isolation until the captain decided what to do with him. Um, and when he was invited um, in, he was, he was told that they haven't fully decided what they're going to do with him. Um, he can either stay on board this cruise ship... Or walk the um, plank. Or, or, or leave now because they said if they sail off to I don't know Barbados, or sort of you know, ca- Caribbean, and they decide to get rid of him, he'll have to find his own way back from there at oh. his own expense. Oh! So he, he, he decided to leave himself, pay for the uh, the plane back to uh, back back to um, the UK, and he actually was back at back at work in the original place the following week. Oh!
5: Well, Richard, this is not the greatest of lines. So I'm going to let you go. Well done, but 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 for a second, did your ears not prick up at the thought of finding your own way back from Barbados? Doesn't that sound like the coolest adv- You're stranded in Barbados. All you've got are your wits and your mind and your body to try and earn passage back home. Doesn't that sound exciting? By the way, can we? Here's a new phone in. Ever spoken to a captain? Ever spoken to a captain? I was gonna say ever sworn as a captain, but that may be a little bit too niche even for us. Ever spoken to a captain? Can be a captain of a ship, captain of an aeroplane, or a captain of industry? Have you ever spoken to a captain? Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Tony's in Luton. Morning, Tony. Hello, good morning. Ever spoken to a captain? No. No, neither have I! Neither have I! I'd love to. Me too. Well, what's your shortest job, Tony? Either.
21: I'm a site manager in the building, which I've been doing for uh, 15 years. Oh, she must be tired. Yeah, yeah. And Then um, there's plenty of jobs uh, all over around. I don't know why, but oh. lots of times we employ, we employ lots of people, right? They come, with, with, uh, they didn't work for a year, but are so lazy they don't want to work. They come two days, three days, and they leave.
5: Okay, so this is so this is uh, what Justin was saying that there are plenty of jobs out there if people just go and look for them.
21: Exactly, and but I they could, I because they're so lazy, being at home, and they don't want to come to work. But Tony, I I
5: couldn't work on a building site.
21: It's interesting,
5: I've been doing it for a long time, <laughs> but I could. But you listen, there, there is a skill to building that I, I certainly couldn't do if I were out of work. And, and let's be honest, it's going to happen one day. Um, I, I, I couldn't come to a building site and work, I'm, I'm not strong, I'm not um, that I, I couldn't do that job. Go
21: and look for something you want to do with them. But I, I, started I, I, using, I, didn't, I didn't know nothing when I started, so I pick up on learn. You
14: so, have to be interested in something like Tony, I am I or? am
5: picking up from you. I'm hearing a slight accent. Where are you from? Um, Albania. Albania. Do you think do you think and there is a relevance to me asking that that there is a difference uh, between the attitude of Albanians, Polish, uh, Romanians towards work that that's, that's a different attitude to that maybe of the British. I could say no
21: because when I came here I was well, I'll say so I came here I was 18. And then I studied English. Right until, guess I learned for carpentry
5: work as well. Yeah. And then, since then, I was working every day. I I don't remember myself a day of work. Do you think the English are lazy? Then. Tony, sorry, you're breaking up. Do you think the English are lazy? My English is
21: lazy.
5: No, not your. No, not your English. Your English is. I was going to say excellent. I'm just going to break it down to very good. Do you think English people (laughs) are lazy? (laughs) I'm going to take that as a yes. There's Tony there, an Albanian, who thinks that English people are lazy. Didn't actually say that. No,
1: you said that. Putting
5: words into his mouth. I mean, he uh, didn't
1: disagree. No, so... I'm not entirely sure he um, can hear you.
5: So Tony from Luton did not say... Tony from Luton did not not say... He did not not say that the English are lazy. Mm. You, You take from that what you will, dear listener. I know what I'm taking from it.
1: Tony didn't say
5: it. He didn't say it. He did not say it. So... Extrapolate. Double negative. Thank you very much indeed. So basically, um, you want re- your response to Tony, please. Oh eight four five nine. What am The telephone number. Now, we've been following the, the case of a Watford man looking to be rehoused by the council after his current landlord decided to sell up. Um, Steve was forced to give up work after damaging his neck and his back quite badly. He was fixing a boiler, and it, something clicked and twisted, and something shifted, and he was in agony. He wants to uh, to move, but he also wants to keep his dog, Lionel, with him. As friends say, the pet is the only thing that keeps him going. Well, Steve's on the line now. Morning, Steve. Steve? 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 We'll get Steve back. Steve seems to have disappeared. Uh, a little uh, recap. So he was going to be moved out of his flat. Council couldn't find him someplace with his dog. Um, and then they did find him someplace with his dog. And then that place fell through, Steve. So we weren't quite sure where you are now.
23: Um, good morning. Morning, Stephen. Um, At the moment, uh, it's uh, no better than uh, when I last spoke to you. Um, I'm still looking for a place at the moment, and Watford Council haven't said that uh, they're going to help me.
5: Right. So what's all this I've heard about a campsite?
23: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I've been searching through various different uh, gumtree, etc., trying to find uh, maybe a static home, maybe a caravan, something like that, and uh, I managed to get hold of a campsite in uh, Chorleywood that uh, will take me and the dogs for a few weeks. You're
5: going to go to a campsite? Yeah. Mate, it's October and it's freezing.
23: I know, but it's, it's the only option. Um, what for? council told me last week that they're not in... Uh, they're not in the business of rehoming pets. So I'm not prepared to give up my animal that have uh, taken the so, time to um
5: So you stay at the retain. campsite. You stay at the campsite. Who's who's told you it would be for a few weeks?
23: Well, it may, be, it may be for even longer than a few weeks. Um, at the moment, they've got over 140 people in temporary accommodation. Yeah. So um, I don't know where I stand on the list where I'm number one or whether I'm number 140. But um, if I continue to have the stance where I won't rehome my pet, then basically I, I think they'll just do away with it just say that's it. We're not going to help you at all. Well, you
5: can't live on a campsite. You've got a poorly back, haven't you? I have,
23: yeah. yeah I have. I've got a. Well, that's what's not going to make things.
5: That's going to make things worse, surely. <sighs>
23: Well, if my health suffers, my health suffers. I'm not going, I'm, I'm not going to give up an animal. Um, like I said to you, he's my best friend. He's, he's been there for me for the past three years when I've been ill, so I'm not going to turn my back on him. Uh, I wouldn't ask anybody to have their child adopted, so I'm not, Steve, I'm not going to adopt my
5: pet. We have followed this story very closely. I know it's, uh, we've had lots of listeners uh, getting in touch. By, by the way, we, we, all the listeners are getting in touch, sending us letters saying they want to send Steve money. Don't, don't send it to us, because we can't do anything about that. But I know this has touched lots of people, Steve, and I've certainly been um, uh, understood your connection with, with, with your pet, but
23: isn't it time to get rid of Lionel?
22: No. You, That's not an
23: option. I'm uh, 100%. Uh, I, will, I would rather stay in a tent, as I've told you before, and come on the show than, than get rid of my pet. I'm sorry. It's he uh, it means so much to me. Um, yeah, he's been with me 24-7 ever since I've had my accident, so um, it's not an option, I'm afraid. Look,
5: look, can, I, can I speak freely, Steve? I, you can take it, sure. sure. You, you're right. Is there not a, an argument that by putting um, Lionel in, t- in a tent with you that actually it's um, it's not the best situation for him, that maybe a, a better home with a loving family could be found for him. I say yeah. better, I mean not in a tent. I don't mean necessarily, you know. Uh, the, a, a home could be found for him, and then you'd also get a property as well. Uh,
23: there is that uh, argument... Um... But we have this special. We've got a bond between us, and um, I know he he does suffer terrible absence issues when he's not with me. Um, I've been away for 24-hour periods, obviously with hospital appointments, and every time I've come back, they've always said that I don't know how uh, how you're going to get on if you have to leave him for any length of time because um, he did suffer the whole time that he was away from you. So, and that that is with friends that see him on a daily basis and uh, know him very, very well. I, I know it sounds silly and pig-headed, but um, no, I, I, I don't really I, I'm not going to give up my pet I love him so much
5: When it. I, I know you do, Steve, when, when do you think you might move into the campsite?
23: Well, Friday is the day of the eviction day um, I possibly have a, an option for a couple of weeks to stay with a friend whilst um, some building work is going on yeah. at their property, but um, that's only a
9: Steve, Steve,
5: listen. I wish I wish you and Line all the very best of luck. If you, if it's okay with you, one of my team will give you a call next week just to kind of uh, catch up and see where you are. Because I know it's a story that's touched lots of people.
6: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off in Dunstable, the A5,
10: the High Street South at the moment, is partially blocked just at Friars Walk due to an accident that's happened there. The M1, rather heavy between Junction 9 at Redbourne and Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road. And the M25 looking heavy anti-clockwise between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 16 for the M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you, Nicola. So... Two million people out of work. There's jobs out there, says Justin Dealey. If if, if you disagree, well, maybe you can go head-to-head with him. Also, the flag of St George, it's, well, it's, well, it's, well, it's,
6: well, it's quite chavvy, isn't it?
3: Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire Hospital misses breast cancer targets, new dog controls in central Bedfordshire and Watford set to lose third coach in six weeks.
3: BBC Three
0: Counties Radio. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months. More than 100 people had to wait more than two weeks to see a specialist. Hospital figures show the number of patients being seen within the targeted time fell to 11% in July. More from Craig Lewis. West Hertfordshire Hospital NHS Trust missed its two-week target to see women with breast cancer symptoms for seven
6: consecutive months. NHS guidelines state that 93% of patients should be seen within 14 days of being referred by a doctor, the trust now insists it is
0: in a position to offer all patients with suspected breast cancer an appointment within 14 days after putting on an extra 12 clinics a month. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. Owners who don't comply will face an £80 fine. Councillor Brian Spur says the orders will take effect from Sunday, the 19th of October.
18: It's a common sense one, you know that. If people got a dog, yeah, and we've had dogs all my life except for the last few couple of years. You don't want to take it somewhere leave a mess that some poor kid's going to fall over or anybody else.
0: Investigations are underway into how a nurse working at a hospital in Madrid became infected with Ebola while caring for a priest who'd returned to Spain with the virus from Sierra Leone and later died. She's the first person in the current outbreak to contract the disease outside West Africa. A 29-year-old man is in hospital with serious head injuries after being attacked in a Luton Street on Saturday afternoon. The man was pulled from his car by two men in Douglas Road at 4.15 and was attacked with a hammer. He managed to drive himself to the Luton and Dunstable Hospital but has since been transferred to Attenbrook's in Cambridge. Police say they believe he knew his attackers. The State of Police Custody suites in Bedfordshire have again been criticised by a national watchdog. It follows an unannounced inspection with the Bedford cells closed as a result. More from Carol Abercrombie.
2: Inspectors from the prison service and inspector of constabulary were told that a new custody unit is now being built at Kempston. They welcomed that but found that of the 26 recommendations made after a previous inspection, only seven had been achieved. The report criticised staffing levels and highlighted that some children had to remain in custody as there was no provision in the area to accommodate them on bail.
0: The Liberal Democrat leadership is facing a revolt at the party's annual conference in Glasgow today over a change in policy on airport expansion. Nick Clegg is backing a motion which would overturn the party's blanket opposition to any new runways in the southeast of England. In sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in just six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. The Scot is being linked with the vacancy at his former club Fulham, just eight days after replacing Oscar Garcia at Vicarage Road. The weather, a cloudy start with heavy, possibly thundery showers this morning, some sunny spells later, a maximum temperature 15 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk BBC Three Counties
3: Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks.
0: The general
6: upkeep of the town is very clean town.
3: Telling everyone about where you live.
6: Beautiful local place to uh, walk our dogs around and enjoy the area.
3: All this week we're exploring Stevenage. First time here I did get lost because it's on the grid system. Fantastic community and people with a heart of gold. The big tour of Beds, hearts, and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Morning, Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up, we'll find out just why Watford General has failed. People who may or may not have breast cancer. Is the flag of St George Chavy? Hard push to argue it wasn't. I think. And apparently, according to uh, one expert, I say expert, I mean dealy, there are loads of jobs out there. If you don't like the one you're in, you can jack it in and go and find something else. It's not 1963. And the shortest job you've ever had. It's a busy show this morning. If you want to take part now, it would be an excellent time to call 08 459 455 555 across beds, hearts and bucks.
6: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Caterpillar Kath has got some Texas. We
1: have. With regards to jobs, um, this is uh, from Monica in Bedford. I recruit people for work around the UK. I often find it extremely difficult to find people who want to work and will stay in the position for longer
5: than three months. <laughs> How much are you paying them and what is the job?
1: Well, she, she says a lot of people don't really care because it's so easy not to work. No. It's not the case that British people are lazy. The government makes them stay at home and enjoy their time off. No. I had a situation, not one where someone applied for work and when I called them back I was told they're not really looking for work but needed proof to Job Centre that they're actively looking. If the benefits were cut, people would find the will to work.
5: Yeah, there are some slackers like that. Of course there are, but most people, I genuinely believe this and I have to believe this otherwise i would go mad. Most people want to work. Of course there are slackers who want to stay at home um, getting stoned and watching Jeremy Kyle. You know, good, good, good luck to those people, but most people want to work. How much are you paying them and what's the job? If it's, if it's minimum wage and it's, you know, cleaning out pigs' bottoms, I don't think that's actually a job. It probably
1: is a job that will involve that, but it may not be the only task. Then you
5: can understand why people wouldn't want to do it.
1: (laughs) We've also got some stuff through about the flying flag and whether the English flag is chavvy. bit chavvy, chavvy, yeah. Xandra from Bedford, don't be such snobs. Fly the flag with pride. Who cares what people think? P.S. I think Justin is great.
5: Oh, well, OK. Right, OK. Well, uh, hopefully your UKIP membership will come through soon.
1: Jodie in Bedfordshire, why should I be proud, you say? I'm astonished. We gave the world... Drum roll. um Kendall mint cake oh. and buttered crumpets, not to mention human rights. OK, our footy team leaves a lot to be desired and St George was kind a migrant, it. but if hanging a flag out the window is classed as chavvy, well, how would you display patriotism? I wouldn't.
5: I don't believe in patriotism. I think it's a load of old guff. I think it's the most pointless, made-up um, thing that we uh, we have instilled in us so that we don't re- go around realising, hey guys, we're all the same. And I also, think it's very un-English to make a song and dance about stuff. She's compared the human oh, rights one, one to way? Kendall mint cake. Both Essential. Well, only in if a you go cold climates. Only if you go hill walking in November, as is your right to do. Because we're British.
1: If you observe the no. right paths and that.
5: I've said this before, and I'm not saying this to be controversial or anything. I don't get the patriotism thing. Patriotism thing. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just pure luck and coincidence that I happened to pass through my mother in on, on this bit of rock. That's the phrase, isn't it? I think. So you well, it's your phrase. Well, I was a baby at the time. I don't remember it. But it, thats it's luck. It's, it, how can you be patriotic about luck and happenstance and pure chance? You can't. Patriotism is a load of old nonsense. They have said it. And that's the official line of the BBC. 08459 four double five five double five. Now. Watford General has failed uh, to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months. The National Institute for Health and Care Excellence, which still calls itself NICE, I have no idea why, says 93% of patients should see a specialist within two weeks. Well, Watford managed to keep that up from April to December last year, but in January they started falling behind and by July it was only managing 11%. Well, Emma Pennery is the Clinical Director of Breast Cancer Care. Morning, Emma. Good morning. How important is it that women are seen as soon as possible if they think they might have breast cancer Uh,
13: well emotionally of course it's hugely important Um, at breast cancer care here we get so many calls to our helpline from women who are waiting for that hospital appointment to come through And obviously the longer the wait, the more anxious they become because they're waiting to hear if they have such a serious disease. Medically it's a little harder to say um, because in fact the vast majority, more than 90% of people who are referred by their GP to a hospital breast clinic for tests actually won't have breast cancer.
5: Gosh, that's quite... Um, I didn't realise that was such a high statistic.
9: Yes,
13: yeah, so a lot of people are surprised. Yeah. It's something we say to people who visit us at Breast Cancer Care a lot, that, of course, although we can't say for individuals what the outcome will be, the vast majority of people seen in breast clinics don't have breast
5: cancer. And also, uh, I would... Uh, well, I, I I wouldn't imagine. I know, as my mother's going through this at the moment, w- w- once you're in the system, you, you if you do have it, it's something that you want to get sorted as soon as possible. Uh, and once you're in the system, you, you know, you, you, you've kind of got a week between scans and then a couple of weeks... So it it can feel like it's dragging on. So I imagine most people want to get it... Sorted or, or at least start that procedure as soon as possible?
13: Very much I mean, obviously, if someone goes to the hospital, they want to know if they've got breast cancer or not, and obviously have the huge reassurance that they don't. But if they do have, I, I completely agree. Um, Weights for tests and for starting treatment are horrible. Mm. I mean, the two week wait for being seen is part of a bigger picture of targets. So there's also targets about a maximum wait of 31 days for starting that first treatment. So the targets sort of come together to ensure that total process that you're talking about isn't delayed and delayed for people.
5: Watford uh, General Hospital the, the, the really missed their targets or the NICE targets considerably. By July it was only managing 11% of patients seeing a specialist within two weeks. That, that's pretty poor isn't it?
13: It's definitely um, way below um, what the target is and then the national average. Um, it, it's tricky for many hospitals. I can't speak specifically about Watford circumstances but we know that more and more people are attending breast clinics every year. The, the numbers being referred is going up hugely. As this, um, the, the numbers getting breast cancer is going up each year so uh, many breast clinics are faced with greater, greater demand and no extra resources necessarily came with those targets to, to meet that demand
5: One of the um, reasons that the, the, this hospital put forward was the storyline in EastEnders Now I don't I haven't watched EastEnders for years, I'm disappointed it's still going on, but do things like soap operas and, and uh, celebrities who may announce they've got breast cancer, does that increase numbers do you get more people getting in touch
13: yes i think it can do i mean it does depend on the, on the sort of story and where it is but i think any soap stories that sort of thing raises awareness in the public eye and maybe um certainly people call our helpline we've had some people where for example they've maybe thought they felt a symptom and not sure and perhaps seeing that program has given them the prompt they need to come forward and and we would always say to people do talk to your doctor as soon as possible if you notice any changes at all
5: emma thank you very much for time, that's Emma Pennery, Clinical uh, Director of Breast Cancer Care Call 08459 455
3: 555
5: BBC Three Counties Radio Billy McKinley, Watford football coach, manager, whatever he is, I don't quite know, he's only been in the job 8 days, he's on his way out, what's the shortest job that you've ever had? 08459 455 555 Carpet Martin is emailed in the shortest job uh, was as a penniless youth bumming around Paris. Excuse me, it continues. I got a job in a small tapas bar as a waiter and look forward to expanding my conversational French by learning new vocab such as patatas bravas and gambas al ajillo. Was that good?
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Al ajillo.
5: Unfortunately, on the first morning, it was... No, cli-
1: that
5: is. I, I couldn't... Garlic
1: yeah. prawns. Oh. mm
5: I had my first prawn the other day, but it was a tiny, tiny one.
1: Delicious. You'll no. get used to them. Just no. don't think about it too
5: much. I think no, no. Unfortunately, on the first morning, it was clear that waiting tables was not part of the job description. And after a morning of peeling potatoes in a small room with one 40-watt bare bulb, I was commanded to clean the staff toilet. I don't know if you've seen Train Spotting, but it was <laughs> reminiscent of a certain scene in that film. Oh dear, those French toilets. I mean, really, those guys. Do you not know how to? Oh dear. Is that hole not big enough for you? Needless to say, I resigned on the spot. The owner was was livid and screamed at me, at which point I did manage to expand my French vocab, and actually uttered the words, you'll never work in Paris again. I took my apron off and threw it at him, turned on my heel and strode out majestically. I'd been there just two hours. Turns out he was right, though. I cut my losses and came home after a week uh, later when uh, all my money ran out. It's unfortunate, no? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I must have had a short job. But I don't. I think I have got this horrible work ethic that my parents instilled in me. That you, do, if you've agreed to do three months on a job, even if it sucks, do it. You do those three months on a job.
1: You suck it up and get on with it. But if
5: that's the job, then you, yeah. And you know, and we've all had to do that at some point. Yeah. Is that your mind? I can hear.
1: My mind ditching things I can't say on the radio. Yeah,
5: I know. I think we're getting pretty close to the knuckle. Again, that was another job I had. 08459... Cleaner. Sure, why not? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number if you wanted to give us a call. We're also asking the flag of St George.
1: Who's printing off a book upstairs? Can you pack it in, please? Pack
5: it in, guys. I'm going to
1: take all the paper out of the printer. They,
5: they, they don't listen to this show. We we know that we have evidence. They don't listen uh, to this show.
1: What happened to Stephen Luton? He didn't pick up. Stephen Luton, what are you playing at? Twin he Peaks had, is had... coming back. Oh, I did. I watched that and have no idea what it was about.
5: I like the first series. It's great. And I got halfway through the second series. Then they revealed who the killer was halfway through mm. the second series.
1: Dad, wasn't it? Yeah.
5: I read. the Spoiler se- alert,
1: guys, sorry. Secret Diary of Laura Palmer. I read that. Uh, that was quite rude. That yeah. went
5: round the class. I like. I'll tell you what I liked in it. Sherilyn Fenn. Which one was that?
1: Um, the one with the beauty mark, yeah. the sort of um, yeah. Ava Gardner type.
5: She really was. Um, I liked, I liked the, the, the Twin Peaks of Sherilyn Fenn. Good, wasn't it? Really excellent. Tell you what, while you're listening to the travel, I'm going to Google her and find out what she looks like now. She
1: looks like herself, but a bit older.
6: Thanks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio
10: starting off on the A1, the Great North Road that's queuing at the moment on all approaches to the Black Cat roundabouts the A1M a rather heavy moving heading southbound just around Junction 7 for Stevenage and taking a look so far in Dunstable the A5, the High Street is partially blocked because of an accident just at Friars Walk and the M25 heading anti-clockwise very slow on the speed sensors between Junction 21 the M1 and Junction 16 for the M40, the M40 London bound, very slow around Junction four for the High Wycombe Handycross roundabout and so far on the trains, no reported problems or delays. Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Thank you very much indeed. Hey, do you know, i tell you exactly who Sherilyn Fenn looks like Kirsty Allsop. She does a bit yeah. She looks exactly like Kirsty Allsop now
1: Our very own Liz Flower.
5: There we go Right, it is uh, 8.16. It's Tuesday the 7th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months, with more than 100 people waiting more than two weeks to see a specialist. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. And in sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
17: Tonight, the Football League Trophy takes centre stage in Three Counties Sport. We'll bring you two games from the second round, including Luton versus Crawley.
24: We're just less than 90 seconds in. Hatter's lead by a go
17: to nil and the grudge match between MK Dons and AFC Wimbledon
24: it's game
5: over in this one it's MK Dons 3 AFC nil
17: the Johnstons paint trophy live in Three Counties Sports tonight from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio
3: call 08459
6: 455
3: 555
5: BBC Three Counties Radio just um just do that noise again for the listener Yep, that's right, that's what we talk about when we're off air <laughs> Morning! Good morning!
4: Ah, what you got on your show today? Dogs hey. um, We'll be talking about EastEnders oh. And the rape scene last night oh. That some people uh, Felt rather uncomfortable Watching on a what is supposed to be A family programme yeah. Uh, we'll also talk about old people working for longer. Apparently, we're going to have to work till we're 70
5: today. Beautiful. Yes. that's just. If a we're li- doing this job, which isn't real work, I'm up for that. Oh, really? I'm up for that. I mean, look at Tony Blackburn. He's 86 years old. <laughs> he needs to do the work to, uh, to uh, pay off various debts. But right. um, I'm happy to do this till 70. It's not a proper job, is it? Do you think you'll still be the same at 70? Still be crazy manic phoning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a
4: manic phoning, guys Yeah, I'll still be as rubbish as I am do you, Well, do you think But do you think that you'll sound a bit odd As a 70-year-old doing your style of radio
5: I sound a bit odd as a 41-year-old Doing this nonsense, to, to be honest No, you so. can still get away with it Because you're still youthful
9: <laughs> Still get it. away with it you know, I'm getting Imagine away with
5: what will would
4: be like when you're 80 Get away with it Imagine You can't do this when you're 80 I'm getting away with it See, I can Morning <laughs> on the big phone today. You're going to go all cockney when you get older. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my old voice. <clears throat> yes. Oh gosh. No. I'm, Can you I'm, imagine? it would be awful. It will be awful. Yeah. For everyone, include mainly for the listeners. Yeah.
9: Yeah.
5: We're, we're, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you will Let's talk about it
4: in 40 years' time when we're still here. Oh gosh. Oh, blimey. Well, we'll still have big mortgages to pay, won't we? Just so on my big phone in this morning quick while we're all still young yes uh should dogs be kept on a lead in all public places i know you've been talking about this big local story today central bedfordshire council have made it an offence to let dogs off the lead in a number of new public places Currently, dogs can't run free next to A and B roads, but now this law has been extended to cemeteries, sports pitches, car parks and some country parks. Car parks? Yes, apparently so. Car parks? Yes. Gosh. If you're caught with your dog off the lead in a prohibited area, you could be fined £80. But is this legislation too harsh? Or perhaps you think it doesn't go far enough. Maybe you would like to see this kind of legislation introduced all over Beds, Hearts and Bucks, because people who let their dogs off the lead are a blooming nuisance. From 9 this morning, I'd love your views, your experiences. If you are a dog owner, how do you feel about the idea of never being allowed to let your dog off the lead? You see, the trouble is... As always, yeah. it's the rubbish owners who end up ruining it for everyone else, isn't it? This is that, ultimately, that's what will happen. Yeah. The rubbish people who cannot control their dogs, mm. who just let their dogs go running off and pooing in gardens and pooing on footpaths, yeah. they will now end up ruining it for everyone in central Bedfordshire. That's really unfair.
5: Who hangs the dog poo from a tree? Who is that guy? Have you never seen a little, little dog bag of dog poo hanging from a tree?
4: Well, there are some some places you go to, and there's lots of bags of dog poo hanging from trees. Why? why? Who does that? I, d- I have no idea. Weird, isn't it? It's one of the perks of dog walking, particularly in the winter months, yeah. that you have two little hand warmers in your pocket.
5: Oh, jeez! What? Give out the phone number and the question, and then get out of my sight. Should dogs
4: be kept on a lead Should in all public lead. places? Muzzle you. 08459 Five double five. Absolutely disgusting.
3: Across beds, hearts, and bucks.
6: This is Ian Lee.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Lee.
6: It's an unpleasant man.
5: I'd I put him in a lead and muzzle him. And I'd I possibly have him put down after that comment as well. Can we dock him? His tail is too whippy. They don't, they don't dock um, um, cocker spaniels anymore.
1: Mm. I've seen a boxer with a whippy tail recently. Yeah, so they banned it. Yeah, they the, did. They did. I don't like it. the ears thing. No. But I'm not used to the whippy tail of the boxer. But that's my problem, not the dogs.
8: My dog's tail is docked. Sorry. My dog's tail is docked.
5: How old is your dog? Uh,
8: ten. What you got? We got a Jack Russell. Oh. She was rescued from, well, rescued from
5: from some dockers. <laughs>
8: We got her from Battersea.
5: They normally have tails, Jack uh, Russells. Yeah,
8: yeah. Do they? Like, ones like that.
1: Yeah, a whippy one.
8: Yeah. They're the ones they whip up. Whereas off. Phoebe's is like that big. Feet. Pho- sorry? Phoebe. Who? My dog's called Phoebe. Wowzers. What's wrong with a dog named Phoebe?
5: Now, letting your dog off the league could cost you 80 quid if you picked the wrong bit of Central Bedfordshire. From the 19th of this month, you could also be fined for pale- failing to pick up your uh, pet's uh, whoopsie. Ryan O'Meara is editor of Canine Magazine, a former professional dog trainer and friend of the show. Morning, Ryan. Good morning. I, I, I kind of thought that, I mean, the, 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 lots of these rules were in place anyway. About I, you, you have to pick up your dog's mess, don't you?
21: Nail on the head. Don't, don't we love doing that in this country where we have a law and we can't enforce it, so we create some new laws that we can't enforce. It's like the, the whole underage drinking thing you're already not allowed to sell booze to underage kids but they'll come up with about 50 different focus groups and 14 new laws that basically try and emphasize the same thing as it stands it's against the law to allow your dog to foul in a public place and not pick it up you can get fined for that and it's against the law for your dog to be dangerously out of control in a public place and you can be imprisoned for that so ultimately we've got two laws there that perfectly cover all of the antisocial issues that these new laws are trying to eradicate. Well, there, there is,
5: is, is there one difference in that this new law uh, uh, it also includes having your dog on a lead your dog has to be on a lead in certain places that's slightly different isn't it
21: well I, I would say the key here is if your dog is dangerously out of control which means it's not on a lead um then it's breaking the law if your dog's not dangerously out of control then nobody should really worry and now you know i've got some sympathy in saying don't let your dog run around uh, a, a children's park fair enough i think that's common sense but again there's a a children's play area in the park that I go to and we always put the dog on the lead as we walk past it and then as they see the green green space they charge into it so I could potentially fall foul of this law depending on how close I am to the swings and so you know I think it's one of those situations where if we can't already enforce the laws that we've got then I don't see how we'll enforce this one you ultimately need somebody at the park, a dog warden, who is able to go, you're a good dog owner, you've, you've let your dog behave well, cleaned up the mess, and you haven't. Uh, if we don't have that person there, then basically we're in the same boat, aren't we? Uh,
5: you say if your dog's wildly out of control. Things can happen to dogs, can't they? They can be completely sane and calm. Then I had a friend of mine whose dog um, got stung by a bee, and he went nuts! And you can't predict those things, can you?
21: You're right. I mean, similar things with fireworks, for example, you can get a perfectly calm dog who hears a loud bang in the distance and all of a sudden becomes a very agitated dog. And I think, again, that that comes as part of being a responsible dog owner, which is to To understand how dogs think and the first things you have to understand as a dog owner is that dogs are not people they don't think like people and they don't react to situations like people except for the fact that like people they are unpredictable and so the amount of people who have dogs and think that their dog is completely predictable and is kind of a little talking Disney character is quite frightening so I think that's a bigger issue that we should tackle which is just simply educating dog owners to understand how dogs work and trying to avoid dangerous situations like letting your dog chase children around the park.
5: Who's the fella who keeps hanging the bags of dog poo on the tree?
21: Well, as disgusting as he is, he's not putting them in his pockets and keeping his hands warm because that's rank. That's, that's, Isn't you know, that I've, horrible? Thank you! Absolutely. I mean, I, I've looked after like a 100 dogs and cleaned up tonnes of the mess, but would I ever stick it in my pocket? Oh. Not, not a chance not a chance. But yeah, that, that guy lives around
5: me as well. He gets so, about, doesn't he? Ryan, listen, I, always a pleasure to talk to you. Ryan O'Meara, editor of K9 Magazine. He's got cats as well, so don't completely write him off, okay, guys? Uh, former professional dog trainer.
1: The uh, tree hanger lives near me too.
5: He gets around that fella, doesn't he? Who, who is it?
9: It's
1: like a dirty Christmas tree. <laughs> 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 if you'll put it in a bag, you're halfway there. Just stick it in your pocket. Don't,
5: don't say that to my kids, because my kids would love that. What? Dirty Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> they would flipping love that. Horrible <laughs> things. D- poo, dog poo. That's the thing with the cat. I don't know where she does it.
1: Yeah, probably your neighbour might have a clue. Tough. It's tough luck, isn't it?
5: Get a cat. My boys want stick, stick insects now.
1: Oh no! Just get him some sticks. I won't notice the difference. <laughs> that is a brilliant idea. Seriously.
5: I might do that. Do I went. It. I went and saw my friend yesterday, who's got stick. He's, he's got stick insects, and he had these big ones. their flip is horrible. And he wanted me to touch it. I said, No way, mate. I'm not. You wouldn't
1: even think. touch my caterpillar. Hey guess uh guess who's on fader one? Who? Red Steve.
5: Steve Morning, you commie.
1: Good morning,
5: Pinko. <laughs> red. He- right, red. Hello, Red Steve. How's it going? Red Robert, red. what you got for us? I'm right. Right and white. Uh, well, okay, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, go on. What have you got? <laughs> Which one are we going to be talking about?
24: The flag or the jobs? Let's go for the jobs first. Jobs, right. If we didn't have so many immigrants come here and flooding the market, we, the, the British workers <laughs> would have a high rate of pay and would be willing to go to work. That's I one think it's issue. I think it's great. That's one Steve. Issue.
5: I I think it's great that um the market has has normalized itself and that there is real co- there is real competition
24: out there real competition No 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 it's not they are sending the money home to build up the houses while we're sitting here in our little dungeons and when we're old we they're, die a horrible deaths They're
5: not, not laying <laughs> off hard workers though, aren't they? No, well, the
24: British are the hardest working in the world, Oh, mate, not, t- I've, I've told
21: this story before.
5: I've seen before. them. I've, I, listen, when we got our loft conversion done, right? Yeah, I
21: told you about that. Let's
14: not go down the loft conversion. The, Polish people, the
5: Polish people turned up half past seven every morning. and they so would And t- they would sometimes leave seven, half seven in the evening. We felt a bit bad, so we got um, uh, two uh, English teams in. One to install a window, one to lay the floor, Right. The people yeah, lay on the floor turned up at half past ten in the morning, went home at three o'clock in the afternoon. It took them three days. They could have done it in one. The window was six weeks late. Ladies and gentlemen, <coughs> I rest my cases, <laughs> I take my hat off, I go to sleep in the spare room.
1: Steve, whenever I get a tradesman or try to get a tradesman, he does that thing of, well, I can't do it this week. Oh, you we might we? be lucky next month. You wouldn't
24: well,
14: get busy, that. You're be- it. If you're busy,
24: you people are busy. Who's
1: this in the background? Who's your comrade?
14: Oh, it's, it's, an, it's
5: another. It's another white who's right. Okay, Steve. Thanks. <laughs> we're, we're kind of bordering a little bit on the uh, on, on the edge of language. That what bordering? Slightly uncomfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. If anyone, you know, uh, I mean, uh, well, he's 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 white, and he thinks he's right. So that's actually a statement of fact. But if anyone found that offensive, then <sighs> enough. Take I'll work up this with morning. Steve. It's Steve's fr- mouth. It's is, 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 is Stephen Luton if you want to go and find him. It's hard it's work this morning, isn't it? I really um,
6: feel like I'm running uphill.
1: OK, well, why don't you just have a little breather yeah. and we'll find out what's going on on the road. Sweet.
6: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
3: BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1,
10: it's very heavy heading southbound between junction 11 at Dunstable Road and junction 9 for Redbourne. In Dunstable, queuing at the moment on the A5, the High Street South, at Friars Walk. That's following an accident that happened a little earlier there. In where the A10 heading southbound is partially blocked on the entry slip road um, from the A602 to Westmill Road. That's due to an accident that's happened there as well. And the M25, anti clockwise, very slow on the sensors between junction 21, the M1, and junction 16 the M40 and taking a look at the train so far this morning no problems or delays Nicola Richards
3: BBC Three Counties Radio
6: Across beds, hearts and bugs
3: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
0: It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months. More than 100 people had to wait more than two weeks to see a specialist. Hospital figures show the number of patients being seen within the targeted time fell to 11% in July. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. Owners who don't comply will face an £80 fine. And the Liberal Democrat leadership is facing a revolt at the party's annual conference in Glasgow today over a change in policy on airport expansion. Nick Clegg is backing a motion which would overturn the party's blanket opposition to any new runways in Southeast England. Three County Sports
3: BBC Three Counties Radio
0: Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in just six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. More from Geoff Doyle. Troubling times
17: for the Hornets. Reports suggest that Billy McKinley is to leave Watford after just eight days in charge. McKinley is being strongly linked to the Fulham job. The Scot became Watford head coach following Oscar Garcia's departure due to ill health. The Spaniard had taken over from the Italian Beppe Sanino, who'd been under pressure since the beginning of the season. On the pitch, Watford a joint top of the championship. Off the pitch, the club is in a mess.
0: There are Johnston's Payne Trophy matches tonight for Milton Keynes Dons and Luton. The Dons host AFC Wimbledon for the second time this season, but have several players missing, injured, and on international duty. So Tom Hitchcock and Samir Carruthers will start. Luton manager John Still says he'll field a strong side at home to Crawley.
18: As everybody knows, I want the individuals to flourish, I want the individuals to get better, I want the individuals to grow. But the team's the most important thing, so it's you know, you have to take everything into context.
0: And there's commentary on MK Dons and Luton in tonight's Three Counties Sport from Seven. In non-league football, Boreham Wood atop top of Conference South after last night's 2-1 win over St Albans. Tonight, Bishop Stortford host Bromley. In the Southern League Premier, Hitchin lost 4-3 at home to St Neots. Tonight, there are home matches for Chesham and Dunstable. And in badminton, Milton Keynes made a losing start to the new National League last night with a 4-1 defeat at home to Surrey in front of the television cameras in Middleton Hall at the Centre MK. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next Full Bulletin is at nine. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor.
16: I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor. And I don't like it very much.
20: Oh, no. Oh, no. He swallowed my toe. He swallowed my toe. Oh, gee. He's up to my knee, he's up to my knee, oh fiddle, oh fiddle, he's reached my middle, he's reached my middle, oh heck, oh heck, he's up to my neck, he's up to my neck, oh dread, oh dread, he's followed my... By...
5: <laughs> Tell us what you're doing right now wiggling it. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. So, lots to talk about, lots to talk about. The uh, flag of St George, well apparently we think it's a bit chavvy, it's a bit common, it's not racist anymore, it's a bit chavvy. And there is a point to that, isn't there? You see it hanging out of bedroom windows, out of bathroom windows, and it's dirty. And the only thing that's hanging it up there is the fact that the window is shut, trapping it there. It's horrible. It's horrible. I don't get this waving flags around thing. It's nonsense, I think. Look, you know, we
1: can do it when there's a tournament, if we are uh, showing our support. You know, I quite like the Olympic spirit. It was nice to get the bunting out. It's away now. Some people have still got it hanging out there till it's tatty.
5: Make a flag for the human race and I'll wave that one, guys. Oh, really? I'll tell, tell you how stupid flags are, right? And this is, this is how stupid flags are, right? ISIS... Look at what ISIS are doing, is they are going around, they've got a flag up near the border, border with Turkey, near the border with Europe. It's flags, it's flags. Who needs all of that jingoistic, nationalistic, religious nonsense?
1: There is an air of taunting about it, isn't there?
5: Yeah, of course, it, that's what flags are. This is ours, you can keep away. That's what it's for. Mm. We're coming We're coming closer to you.
1: I do think it's strange that we have it flying in our own country, you know, in people's back gardens. Like, outside the, flag of the back of garden... George. It isn't England. One
5: what thing you can is? say about ISIS, you don't see them hanging it from their bedroom windows. You know, they, they, they put it on a flagpole. I don't... This is what flags are. Flags are to say, we are better than you. Our team is better than your team. It's
1: certainly an outward sign. To whom?
5: Yeah. So I don't, I'm not a fan of the flag. 08459 oh, double five five double five. The shortest job you've ever had. Billy McKinley, who is a man at, at Watford. Head coach. Thank you. Soon to be former. Uh, he's, he's leaving after... games. Eight days. That is slack. Isn't
1: it? Or just really bad timing.
5: Uh, yeah, OK. I nearly said something. that I nearly said, told no, a story that I probably shouldn't tell. Do you know
1: what, though? It might be bad timing. It might be that this was always, always in the offing and he didn't realise he was going to get handed that job two weeks ago.
9: Yeah, well.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. I want to know what you were going to say. Um, it, uh, tell me after. Yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just about bad timing and uh, and uh, jobs in the offing. Uh, no, 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 no. Anyway, Caroline's in Bedford. Morning, Caroline. Good morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Backhangers. Yeah, aren't they horrible? Let's find them. Let's hang them from the trees. Let's shoot them. Let's run through their hills with their heads on sticks, saying, look at this dirty, dirty man. He's horrible. We don't want him living here.
11: No. Oh. Well, I don't know about everybody else, but I've done it. Oh, Caroline! (laughs) That's not so sweet. No. I'll tell you the reason I've done it. Sometimes, if you know where you're walking and there are no dog bins, so what I've done is I hang it on a tree if the dog does it early, and then you pick it up on your return journey and take it home and put it in your own bin. I bet you don't. And a, a couple of times... I bet you don't. I no, bet I you think... I've forgotten, but I've gone oh, back. Oh, exactly, Even you see? I've gone back. I've actually walked all the way back and got it and put it in the bin in my own house. So I don't know what anybody else does.
5: Every time have you
11: collected the whoopsie from the tree? Yes. Every except, time? No, no, I have forgotten a couple of times, but I have gone back and got it.
5: But Caroline, why don't you just take... Because these are one of those little sort of, like, really thin plastic bags, Yeah. No, 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 this is a proper dog bag. All right, OK, but they're, they're thin little plastic bags, aren't they? They're yeah, like the freezer smell, bags. But the
11: smell actually emits out of the bag. So yeah. as you're walking along, tough. you can still smell it. Tough, tough.
5: I, I might bash my head
11: on that whoopsie. No, 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 it won't be there. It'll be gone. No, but you're,
5: you're going off for your first part of the walk before you forget to pick it oh, up. But no, you,
11: you it and I'm jogging
5: yet. along and it's a little bit dark. No,
11: I might, no, might no, bump no. my head on your dog's poo. No, you put it in the hedge to the left. You don't hang it in the middle of the footpath. Well, I don't. But that's what you're supposed to Wait, do. How do you remember? You forget that you've, you've left yeah. it there at some stage. i tell you the one that gets me is the people who put it in a bag and then drop it. Oh. And you say, what's the point in that? Because if you're not going to pick it up, the dung beetle will have it. But if you put it in a bag... What? It's there forever.
5: Why? Here's the thing. So you've yeah. got the little bag with the poo in. Yes. Why don't you put that in a bigger bag like, I don't know, a Tesco's bag? Or, oh, no, hang on, judging from your voice, maybe a Waitrose bag. Because
11: if you're walking several dogs or even a big dog, then and you're, you're carrying an umbrella and you're carrying the dog, this, the dog, that. Yeah, it's hard life, isn't it? It's difficult to hold everything. yeah. So you just put it to one side. It's your responsibility.
5: Don't get me started on umbrellas. <laughs> I hate people who use umbrellas. What, with a dog as well? With anything. <laughs> Listen, when I'm walking down a busy high street, when I used to live in London, I would go to Oxford Street of all places. Oh. And I'd walk down there, and people would have umbrellas. It's poked in the eye. People get poked in the <laughs> eye. But apparently, it's if I'm not holding an umbrella, it's my job to dodge your umbrella. No! If you've got an umbrella, you should be lifting,
11: you should be sidestepping, you should be tilting it to the sides to avoid right. me. And I do. I, if I'm carrying um, if you remember. Lift it up. No, no, no. I no. always raise my brolly.
5: OK, well, I'll, g- I'll give you that, Caroline.
11: But I'm sorry about the poo bag, but I do go pick it up.
5: Thank you very much. Do you go and collect other people's poo bags? Do you- I have actually picked up other people's poo. You disgust me. <laughs> Thanks for calling. <laughs> 08459 four double five five double five is the telephone number. I, d- I hate umbrellas. I was going into Luton yesterday to get this. I was going to Luton yesterday to post some letters. One is quite big, and I need to uh, give it to uh, a postmistress or master. To measure it and weigh it and see what stamps need to go on it. And so I'm sat there, I took my number, it was number 897. I remember it very well. And when I got there, they were on 880, and they were taking their time. Wow. And so I was waiting, I waited 15 minutes. I thought, right, it got up to 891, still six away. And I thought, right, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be one of those people that's prepared. I'm gonna get the letters out of my bag so I'm ready, so I can go straight in, I'm not gonna waste any time. I'd forgotten the letters. Oh, you plum! I total. Pl- I was there for fifteen minutes. I enjoyed it. I like sitting in the post office. Good job office. you checked, though. Good. Imagine if I'd gone up. I, I would have. Oh. If I'd have gone up, I would have made something up. I said, "Can I post these letters? I don't have them, but I want to buy holiday insurance, please." I would have done that. Yeah. But I enjoyed. It would have been a scene, though. Yeah. It would have been a right scene. Oh gosh, they've done up all the post offices, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they've now got those cashier number five, please.
5: Or if it's a man, cashier number five, please. It is. It's a bloke doing doing the voice for a bloke and a woman doing the, the voice for a woman.
1: I'd mix them up just
5: to mess. Mix up, mash up. I don't think anybody else has noticed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I was umbrellas. That was it. Do you use umbrellas? Of course I do. A man. You offered me your umbrella yesterday. Yeah, my loose and who umbrella. I hate umbrellas. Why? What's your beef with umbrellas? No one knows how to use. You should have to have a license to use umbrellas. Mm, Your license should be you own the pavement. There you go, job done. No, if you've got an umbrella, it's not my responsibility to move out of the way. It's your responsibility (laughs) to lift. To you should be like that fella in singing in the rain, isn't it?
15: Yeah. I think it's OK for us because we're tall, but I think uh, shorter people, yes, they do have a problem when it comes to umbrellas.
1: I'm a very, very polite umbrella manipulator.
5: Don't um, use one. No. Also, don't use one you only going to get wet, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, especially
1: if you're doing that thing where you're lifting it up and down all the time, you might as well just put it down.
5: I've got, uh, Listen, the only time I'd like to have an umbrella is when I'm caught in the rain wearing a suit. When does that happen? Not very often. Forget it. Mm, happened to wet. me on the, uh, on the
15: way to our awards ceremony earlier this year. I turned up, is I had to go into you, the like toilets. Yes, I looked like an idiot. I went into the toilets and uh, put the dryer on and uh, got into some
5: weird shapes.
1: Do you know what, boys? <laughs> I've got a lovely big one. Ooh. Yeah, what? for the school run. It's the only one that's worth having, the other ones all blow inside out. This one is a massive.
5: Oh yeah, no, golfing umbrella, hate it.
1: But it's when you've got it on when you've got it done uh, up, you see. Yeah. It, you have to beat time on the ground with it. There's no other option. How would you hold that? How are you supposed to hold like a cane?
5: Don't take an umbrella.
1: You've got to be prepared.
5: No, why don't you wear why you're a woman, why don't you wear one of those plastic transparent headscarves? <laughs> What, it, was, it was fine for my mum and my nan. What was your you saying? You're saying, my, you're saying my, there's something wrong with my nan? She's dead. You're going to diss my dead nan on the air. That is outrageous, mm, Catherine. Terrible. That attitude it makes me sick. <laughs> Justin, what have you been talking about? Uh, jobs. Uh, we have been talking about uh,
15: Billy McKinley this morning, the uh, Watford manager yes. who's uh, set to leave today after what eight days in charge. Brilliant. Uh, fascinating. Um, so we got talking about short jobs and you took a phone call from Tony uh, yes. at about 10 to 8 this morning. Somebody who came to this country to work and to work very hard and he was accusing English people of being lazy, yeah. correct? Yes, yeah, correct. Well, I've taken this one to the streets and I don't think we've ever done a feature like this before so i've been asking foreign workers for their perception oh, and their thoughts on english workers beautiful i think people will certainly want to respond here's what happened madam if you don't mind me asking whereabouts um, are you from
2: slovakia like,
15: yeah. okay and how long have you lived in luton for four years and have you got full-time work yes very personal questions what do you do for a living
2: i'm
12: working in warehouse com for a warehouse company
15: okay an honest answer, please. Do you think that, that some English workers are incredibly lazy in this country?
17: Yes. Tell are. me why. Because they are just on the benefits and they are, they are lazy to work. They have the chance to go for benefits and they prefer
20: it.
15: So you're from Romania. Yeah. How long have you been living and working here in the UK?
14: For the last five years. All going well for you? Yeah, it was good. I'm okay. working hard for my money. So. so in those five years you've never been out of work? Uh, just for a short while. Mm. But uh, I managed to do my own company, so basically I'm working for myself. I'm as, like a self-employed.
15: We had a really interesting call from Tony earlier on in the show. And I'm going to put this to you again. Be honest. Just give me your honest opinion. Do you think there are a number of, of English people living in this country who are just lazy? They don't want to work, and if they do get a job... They would do the bare minimum.
14: Well, to be honest with you, uh, some of them they stay on benefits. For example, they have children and all that, and they just basically stay on benefits. I think that is the the fault is the gov- government fault. Mm. It's not it's not people fault. It's government fault because uh, government en- encourage the, the 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 people the people to stay on benefit. Just lastly, you say you have got your own
15: business. Yeah. Would you always prefer to employ a foreigner? over an English person, because you know that a foreigner will work harder.
14: Uh, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, it's like that, yeah. Gosh. There you go.
5: What? And uh, I can kind of see their point. I can can Mm -hmm. see that to a certain extent. He's saying what Tony didn't quite say.
15: Hmm. Fascinating to hear it. And you mentioned uh, about jobs locally. Yeah. Um, I was saying earlier on there are plenty of jobs out there. Here we go. I've got the Lucent News with me right now. Oh, yeah. Four pages yeah. of jobs here in the local newspaper. Give me the first three jobs. Okay, let me give you an example. Um, this could well be a job for life for you, actually. Airport jobs. Start your career at Lucent Airport. Yeah. Long-term positions. Immediate start. Ramp agents. Flight dispatchers. How Who that? would? How how much paying? Do that doesn't say how much they're paying. Okay, right. Pick
5: pick no, the job
15: number seven from the list. Okay, uh, telephone interviewers. Oh. Market research. Oh, oh you what's are. What's yeah. wrong with that? It's a job, oh, it pays my- the bills. Hey, so it's, you're being lazy. It's exactly the sort of job
1: you chucked in, Justin.
15: I may have chucked it in what's to the, go for, for a job that I prefer what's the job to do. It? Okay, job. Um, here we have uh, Operations Controller, full and part time positions what does that available. Mean? What
5: is that I don't know what an Operations Controller uh, experienced
15: is. Experienced operation Controllers experience. to handle client bookings and vehicle operations in Luton.
5: I, d- I still don't know what that means they want experience. I haven't got experience in that, so that job's out for me. Next okay. one. Okay. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, HGV driver? I haven't got the, the license. Next. Okay. Payroll operator? Competitive oh, rates on. of pay. Oh, hang on. Because if you're on the payroll, you can fiddle it, can't you? <laughs> that, that's one of the rules, <laughs> Quite,
15: quite it? possibly. But cemetery and grounds administration assistant, now, part-time. That
1: means, means grave digger. I would have that. Yeah? I would be a grave digger. Rod Stewart was, wasn't he? he
15: Customer service singer. and sales advisors. So you're working behind a till? There's lots of jobs. I'm not saying that that there are jobs out there that are going to be perfect for you. That hopefully will come at some point in the future. But to say there are no jobs out there, I've got the local paper here, four
5: whole pages of jobs. We don't know what those jobs pay, but Justin, thank you very much. Trucker Chris, stay there. We'll come to you after this.
6: Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
10: BBC Three Counties Radio at the moment on all approaches on the Great North Road to the Black Cat Roundabout at the moment as those roadworks continue there. Take a look in where and the A10 heading southbound at the moment the entry slip road's partially blocked just at Westmill Road um, there's been an accident there the M1's looking very heavy heading southbound between Junction 10 at Faluton Airport Spare Road and Junction 9 at Redbourne and the M25 anti-clockwise very slow between Junction 20 at Kings Langley and Junction 16 the M40. The A41 also heavy on the sensors between the Hemelhamster turn off and junction 20 for the M at 25 Nicola Richards BBC Three Counties Radio
13: Thank
5: you Chuck 46. It's Tuesday the 7th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford General Hospital has failed to hit its breast cancer targets for seven consecutive months, with more than 100 people waiting more than two weeks to see a specialist. New dog control orders will start in central Bedfordshire later this month, in a bid to cut down on dog fouling. And in sport, Watford could be about to lose their third head coach in six weeks. Billy McKinley looks set to leave the club after just over a week in charge. Coming up, your phone calls with before Before that, let's get the weather.
20: Beds, Hearts and Bucks weather.
6: BBC Three Counties Radio.
20: Good morning. Blue sky and sunshine now. All those heavy rain clouds have... uh, moved out north and eastwards so it is quite a bright sunny day fairly chilly though, will gradually warm up feeling warmer than yesterday thanks to the arrival of the sun, we're looking at a maximum of around 15, maybe 16 Celsius, may see one or two rogue isolated showers floating across through the afternoon but again we should get some dry spells mixed in there as well, overnight tonight, clear at first so temperatures dropping down fairly quickly but then we'll see an increased amount of cloud moving in from the south and with it the chance of maybe one or two showers First thing tomorrow morning, the minimum temperature 6 Celsius, so cloudy for Wednesday, heavy showers, slow moving showers and a maximum temperature of 17 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Every weekday
3: from 12,
4: Nick Coffer brings you... BBC Three Counties Red. I've got some great
5: interviews coming up. He was in the trenches in in France and he was shot. We both look at each other in amazement and can't believe how far we've come with the company and we love it. We love every day
2: that we do the cakes.
10: Nick Coffer. We're telling people, go out and find about your family story and come back and pay tribute to them in, in a way that is a living, breathing legacy. Got a strong local
2: link, hasn't it? A strong
3: local
15: link. Amy Merritt, she's originally from New Zealand,
11: now settled in Buckinghamshire. Nick Coffer I think it could be brilliant
3: Weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio
5: 08459 four double five five double five. Trucker Chris, morning Chris Good
14: morning guys, how are
5: you? Yeah, I'm alright thank you, boss, what you got? Oh uh, yeah,
14: quickest jobs <laughs> Oh yeah, got Yeah, before I went back to lorry driving uh, I am actually a qualified carpenter and joiner and um, I went for a job with one of you know, these people that build these mobile homes. Oh, yeah. I went for a job there and see the boss and everything, and he gave me an interview. He said, yeah, OK, fine, start Monday. Well, I went in on the Monday, get my tools out of the car and put them where he wanted me to, and I see the other boss oh, yeah. that was there that should have been in with the interview, but he wasn't. He said, I understand you're a, you're a carpenter. I said, yeah. I said, City and Guilds and all the rest of it. He said, well, basically, all I want is somebody that can saw a straight line and hammer a an owl. So I said, sorry, mate, you don't want me, and that lasted about ten minutes. I said, I'm not, sorry, I'm not going to drop my standards just oh, for you. so he, so that he, was it, he, he
5: wanted you to do a really basic thing, and you were a little
14: bit more skilled than that. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean I've done a five-year apprenticeship. I'm a full qualified carpenter, enjoying I mean, How, no, how satisfying yeah. was it, Chris, to tell it him is, to jog on? Very. Yeah, it must a, have been. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a craftsman. I mean, any, any, anybody with any sense saw a straight line and hammer and nail. Well, you say I'm that. sorry.
5: You say that. You, you've, you've not seen me at work in the, in the shed. Because <laughs> I can't oh, do it's that. Easy it's easy
14: done. It's easy done. Easy done. Chris, I, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm filling
5: for time, really. I know you don't want to talk to me, do you? I do. I you do. do. And, you, and, and lady. That's who you want to talk to. Go on, you talk Hiya, to her. Chris. Hello, sweetheart. How are you? A long time, no,
14: no yeah, talk.
1: Well, I spoke to you about two minutes ago when I rang you up, Chris. Didn't you recognise me? I've changed, okay. my, I've changed my hair, that's why you didn't recognise me. Anyway, how are you doing?
14: Yeah. Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Just back from holiday and uh, oh, really? been on the continent trucking, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah? Where'd you go?
14: Uh, Scandinavia. Oh, flipping.
1: Is it warm there? You've got a bit of a tan. Uh,
14: yeah, it's a suntan, yeah. <laughs> no, well, you, you, get, you get quite a good suntan in Scandinavia this time of year.
1: What made you go to Scandinavia?
14: Hang on, hang on, let's get back in the cab, I can't hear I've got a wind whistling round my ear Oh,
1: I'm... thanks, he's going to get in there so he can pay me more attention than he paid you. What's going on?
14: That's it.
1: There we go. That's it. All right, so why, s- you why Scandinavia, Chris?
14: Yes, yeah, yes.
3: Yeah. Why why, yeah, nice, Why not Magaluf? Nice to be
14: back in England, flying the Old St. George flag. Oh, you're flying it, are you? What, from the cab? Yeah, yeah, we got we got one, you got one, the uh, ADR plates.
1: What's an ADR plate?
14: Um, it's you seen the lorries with the orange plates on? Oh, on yeah. The front? Orange squared, yeah, that means we're carrying chemicals.
1: Oh, how dangerous. Uh, well,
14: when uh, when ours are folded up, which means we're not carrying chemicals, uh, they've got a little St George flag on them.
1: You carrying anything explosive today, Chris?
14: Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. Is it the music? Is that him mucking about again?
1: What music? Can you hear music?
14: God, he's a, he's a muppy, isn't he, is sometimes.
1: So what have you got in the back today, Chris?
14: Uh, coil to wire. Uh, bagling wire for his uh, wood trade. Oh. That's, that's what they do him up with, this big thick stuff. Uh He's just unloading that at the moment, so from there I'm uh, going to Niddles with a load of peanut butter.
5: (laughs) What a load of old rubbish. Yeah, something explosive, but I didn't want to go there.
1: Gosh, you don't loan me any fun, do you?
5: No, I do not. You can do it right now, please. That's an instruction to everybody. (laughs) What what a a boring man. What are you talking about? Driving around with bales of copper in his thing and Mm. he's been to... Oh, don't. The thick stuff as well. Leslie's in... Yeah, exactly. Leslie's in Luton, speaking of thick stuff. Morning, Leslie. Hello, good morning, Ian. Good morning, Leslie. What have you got for us? Yeah, yeah, about work, yeah? Hmm. I've got a friend. He works okay, two well, jobs. you got a friend who works two jobs, yes? Yeah? Um, he works nights and Are, he you, no, are days. you nervous, Leslie? You sound very nervous
26: today. What are you doing? Um, no, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. Hey, today, what's wrong, man? For some reason. What's wrong? No, um. I've got a bit of um, headache. I've been doing a lot of nights lately. So. They,
5: those nights uh, those nights um, can be, uh, no, I don't want to say killer, because that will worry you, but they can be really draining, can't they? Yeah, they can
26: affect your brain or something like that.
5: Yeah, yeah well, make sure you drink plenty of water. Do, uh-huh. you, do you meditate, Leslie? Um, no. You should meditate. I've started meditating again, and it helps my headaches. Does it No. Yeah, I get a lot of headaches, and it helps them. Oh, I must try that then. You give it a go. Anyway, go on, you got a friend who works two jobs. Yeah, yeah, he, he um he starts seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, finish four. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
26: Then at night he comes in at night, um start at eight o'clock.
5: Yeah. I'm
9: good,
26: yeah. Right? Then finishes at five o'clock. What? Right?
5: Yeah. And I mean, and, and that's four. what he does, right? Yeah. No. Hang on a minute. This is that you sh-
9: work,
1: he's he's obviously overlapping.
5: He start, no, he starts work at seven, finishes at yeah. four, ah, right. then starts yeah. work at eight, yeah. and finishes at, when, five? Five in the morning, then he how? goes back to his work at seven. Well, how is that physically possible? How is he not dead? The, uh, how, no, is it you, and is that why you got headaches? <laughs> no, um, he,
26: he told, when my boss found out about this, you know, my boss said, um, this could be a health and safety issue, yeah? Uh, there could be. You know, and then he decided, then he, he told me, he, he assured my boss that he will now put a hand to this um double shift. A little he's bit of hand doing. To it, yeah. But we notice he'd been coming in, and when he comes in at night, it's yeah. keep on not enough. <laughs> <laughs> have you asked him about it? Well, I didn't ask him, but he did tell me, he I said, still, I still
5: kept my day job, you know. I still have oh, it. I no. still go into it. Is, and why is he doing it? Is it because he's desperate for the cash? He needs the money, or he's just no. greedy. No, what he says, he says, um, 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 because he doesn't
26: get um proper um um pay or proper hours in the day job, so you have to take on two
5: jobs. Mm. So, 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 I so said that will kill you. Yeah, you can't sustain that, can you, Leslie? No, 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 you just can't.
1: Unless you're a security guard, then you can have a proper kip, can't you?
5: I'm a security guard. No. How long do you sleep for when you're on on the, on the job doing nights? Um, what you meant? Well, when security guards uh, are, when they're doing it at night, they're allowed to have a sleep, aren't they? I always see them sleeping anyway. <laughs> which which security guard is that? And which company is that? Well, but so how, how long do you sleep for then, Leslie? When you're working? Well, I come home. Sometimes I'm home at um, six o'clock. But when you're you're doing the security work, what room do you go off to have a little sneaky kip in? No, we don't do things like that. Okay, Leslie, of course you don't. But if you were to pick a room to have a little (laughs) sneaky kip in...
26: No, work. you don't.
5: No, no, you don't do things like that because you've got to be up and alert all the time. No, I know what you security guards do. You've got those scanners, haven't you? And you go around and you scan the barcodes in the room to show that you've done your your little walk around. Then you're allowed to sleep for a couple of hours. I don't do that. Oh. I cover I, I cover banks
26: and oh. Oh. um. Well, don't big tell us Don't tell us
5: which bank, Leslie, because everyone knows you're having a sleep. Then they'll you, <laughs> <laughs> they'll get done. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Keep up the good work. Go and have a rest. You do sound absolutely shattered. Bless him. Don's in Milton Keynes. Good morning, Don.
22: Hello, mate. How
5: you doing? I'm all right, thank you, boss. What you got?
22: Um, I've I just listened to your show talking about the amount of jobs that's available. Um, I myself am a director of a recruitment company. I've yeah. been for 15 years, um, based in Milton Keynes, and um, I've noticed a lot of uh, people have some some kind of feeling towards um, roles that might be beneath them or not enough jobs yeah. or not enough pay, whatever it is. Yeah. The majority of the 15 years I've been doing specialist recruitment, we, the majority of people that we hire are not English, or say English, British people. Yeah. Purely down to the fact that British people want a lot more money, um, are a lot more fuss about the role. And I'm talking high-end roles, not your high street agency type job. I'm talking professional computer programming, yeah. data analysts, project managers. The majority of consultants we hire are international. The only jobs that we know will give to a British person is a security clear job. One that you need to be security cleared, so you need to be in the country for at least three to five years. Every other job goes to international. And
5: are you making that choice to give it to internationals, or are British people not coming forward for those jobs?
22: No, no, the British people do come forward, but one in ten, one in fifteen. So when we're looking at fifteen different oh. CVs, yeah, we, we, as as a recruiter, it's my job to choose the best skills, best experience, yeah. best fit consultant for any project. And I, t- I tell you now, every single time, it's always an international consultant you'll get a much better job, and I'm not Esther anyway, I, I, I'm not racist, I'm not being selective based on nationality, but I'm being selective on the person yeah. who I know will to offer. So, Don, let me just clarify, to to
5: we've only got 45 seconds left. Are you saying, uh, just to be completely clear, are you saying yes. one of two things? One, are you saying that there's, there are too many foreign nationals, or that, that, that <laughs> the no. British people are a little bit lazy and that the foreign nationals are better at the jobs? Uh, it's the, second the second point, 100%. So. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Don, listen, uh, it's, it's right at the end of the show. Maybe next time you call in, we'll, we'll speak to you a little bit earlier because um, it was an interesting point to end on. Wasn't I've made
1: it? a note of uh, Don's details. We'll, we'll
5: speak to Don. I, I, I thought that's what he was saying. I just wanted to be 100% clear to make sure that we were all uh, singing from the same songbook. <sighs> yeah. Do you want to close that now? Yeah, sorry. Uh, that's it. That's your lot. JVS up next. Let's get the trap. <laughs>
10: Starting off on the A1, the Great North Road at the moment is queuing um, on all approaches to the Black Hat roundabout at the moment. Take a look at the A505 heading southbound, it's partially blocked at the moment um, due to an overturned car there. Take a look at the M1, that's looking heavy between Junction 10 at Luton Airport, Spur Road, and Junction 9 for Redbourne. And the A41 on the sensors looking quite heavy between the Hemel Hempstead turn off and Junction 20 for the M25. The M25 itself, very slow anti clockwise between Junction Junction 20 at Kings Langley and Junction 16 at the M40. And the M40 is looking heavy on camera from the Denham roundabout to the M25. And the M40 rather heavy London bound between Junction 5 at Stoke and Church and Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Handy Cross roundabouts. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio.
5: Nicola, thank you very much. Excellent stuff as per usual. Right, that's it, that's your lot. I think we got away with it one more time. Back tomorrow at 6. JVS is up next. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Alice. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to everybody who uh, gave us a call. Until tomorrow at 6 from us. Ta ta.
3: And vocal across beds,
4: hearts, and
6: bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine
9: o'clock, and on the big phone in today, should dogs be kept on a lead in all public?